Warning. This video contains super awesome content not suitable for people who don't enjoy super awesomeness. Viewer discretion advised. Welcome to Viewer's Choice. Your selection is about to begin. But first, take a look at what else you can see this week. Hey dudes, inviting you to travel through time. First stop, a long way over at the video store. Bogus. Wait, you've got viewer's choice. Excellent. Hello, you rotten little bloodsuckers. America's most popular now. Get extra value. $12.50 cash back. Rise and shine, Mr. Freeman. Rise and shine. When life gives you lemons, don't make lemonade. Make life take the lemons back. Get mad! I don't want your damn lemons! What am I supposed to do with these? Demand to see life's manager! Make life through the day and thought it could give Cave Johnson lemons. Do you know who I am? I'm the man who's gonna burn your house down with the lemons. This is my ship, the Nebuchadnezzar. This is the core. Where we broadcast our pirate signal back into the matrix. Welcome to the Nebuchadnezzar with your hosts. Ernesto Morado, the double-headed boy, and your co-host, Pablo Morado, the Thunderbolt. Together, we are the Pyramid Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> in the world. Dr. Fauci, as you are aware, it is a time to lie to Congress. Dr. Fauci, as you are aware, it is a crime to lie to Congress. Dr. Fauci, as you are aware, it is a crime to lie to Congress. Senator Paul, you do not know what you are talking about, quite frankly. And I want to say that officially. <laughs> I'd have to laugh at that. I'm a fucking baby raper on your face, okay, cocksucker? As you are aware, it is a crime to lie to Congress. Senator Paul, you do not know what you are talking about. I should be prosecuted. Dr. Fauci, as you are aware, it is a crime to lie to Congress. <laughs> I'd have to laugh at that. <laughs> I should be prosecuted. Dr. Fauci, I should, as you are aware, it is a crime to lie to Congress. 
I'd have to laugh at that. <laughs> and I'm a fucking American, you stupid fuck. I can ask you anything I want. Dr. Fauci, as you are aware, it is a crime to lie to Congress. I should be prosecuted. America, you dumb son of a bitch, okay? You dumb son of a bitch. I'm a private person, and I don't want to be fucking American, you stupid fuck. I can ask you anything I want. Dr. Fauci, as you are aware, it is a crime to lie to Congress. Senator Paul, you do not know what you are talking about. Quite, I should be prosecuted. Dr. Fauci, as you are aware, it is a crime to lie to Congress. I have to laugh at it. <laughs> I should be prosecuted. Dr. Fauci, as you are aware, it is a crime to lie to Congress. I should be prosecuted. I'm a fucking baby raper on your face, okay, cocksucker? I should be prosecuted. I'm a fucking baby raper on your face, okay, cocksucker? Senator Paul, you do not know what you are talking about. I should be prosecuted. Dr. Fauci, as you are aware, it is a crime to lie. Congress. <laughs> America, you dumb that. son of a bitch, okay? <laughs> you dumb son of a bitch. I'm a private person, and I have a fucking American, you stupid show. fuck. But I can ask you anything I want. And I can tell you no anytime I want. You got a fucking baby raper on your face, okay, cocksucker? You're the one who looks like a baby raper. Baby raper, Would you Jomo. escape from jail? What's up there, Jomo? Listen here. What are you guys heading off here, fuck face? <laughs> welcome, 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 everybody, to the Pyramid Podcast. Welcome. Show. What did you think of the intro song? <laughs> it had a little swing to it. I like that. I figured I use I, I should use my powers for good. <laughs> All right, we're gonna we're gonna start this. We're gonna do a lightning, lightning right into round. I just want to say to my Facebook uh Viewers, if you go to the paramedshop.com, you can see us live. Um, no, you... uh, it's theparamid.com. Oh, I forgot. We got a new website, right? That's right. It's the paramid, T H E M. What was that? Pow, 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 pow. Brain burp. Here we go again. Well, 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 it's a perfect time to say you should get your brain boost. Yes, yes. Let me get a brain boost. It's theparamid.com. I've been so trained to say theparamidshop.com that it's off top of mind. <laughs> it's uh, top of mind. I totally understand. I just, I just explained she was on top of mind. And she was a top of mind. <laughs> so yes, yes. Um, you got your optimal right uh, here. Yeah. I just took my brain boost. For people who don't know, this is on our website, theparamid.com. Mm-hmm. And I'm about to take optimal. And for you guys that don't know, every time you buy our vitamins, the paramid supplements, paramin, paramin supplements. Mm-hmm. Uh, you help the show. This is not a, a inexpensive thing to do. We gotta like we have expenses, so we compensate with our vitamins. That's right. So I'm about to take my optimal. 
And this is a value for value podcast, meaning that we believe we're providing a value by just doing this podcast. So if you see any value from this cast, you reciprocate that value in dollars by going to theparamid.com. And from there, you can subscribe to our Substack. You could um, pay a, um, a donation. Any amount uh, of donation will be uh, more than uh, welcome and that will make you a verdugo. Yes, yes. We got different tiers here at the Pyramid Podcast. Uh, first tier, because I don't consider Wellapu a tier. So I, I was uh, actually thinking about the tiers. So uh, remember how before, I was... Before you say anything, I just want to say, I don't know if it's Mr. or Mrs. Velez that's watching. <laughs> welcome aboard if it's your first time welcome aboard welcome again aboard the pyramid.com watch us live yeah so then yes. you can see what we're giggling about because this you know and if you're if you are you could also see us on twitch on twitter and if you're on facebook you're seeing all the bells and whistles um a lot of people i've uh connected your facebook to the to the stream and uh, a lot of people have been actually reaching out to me saying that they've got... Ah, it's Mr. <laughs> What's up, D? <laughs> Yo, when you're coming out to Narnia, that's what I want to know. <laughs> We're waiting for you. We got a whole property full of leaves. We need your mic. Ah, oh, that's what you need him for. <laughs> He's never going to come out here for that. Okay, I, I won't make you rake leaves. <laughs> what a great friendship. <laughs> oh, I got a good friend. He rakes my leaves. You know what? I, that's why he hasn't come up. <laughs> no wonder you haven't come up yet. You don't want to rake leaves with me. Yeah, but you know why he'll come up for? A what? big, fat, juicy steak well, on the yeah. grill. Yeah, I mean, of course. I mean, for for a good time, why not? Yes, Maybe. Yeah, and conversation. We miss you, dude. That's right. That's right. Uh, uh, Ellington, thank you for watching. I'm a big fan. Elatin is a, a childhood friend of mine from high school. Mm, so and, people are pouring in today. Yeah, and he's a fantastic DJ. Oh. Yeah, I want to plug uh, Ellington. Uh, I don't know. Give me a plug for you, kid, so I could plug your music in. I don't know if you're on SoundCloud, but, uh, man, keep up what you're doing. All right, so you said you wanted to uh, plow right in. Let's plow right in because, but uh, uh, but before we do, we also want to let everyone know that we also got God damn Jimmy, this some serious gourmet shit. We got some good coffee yes. right here. What flavor is this? Knock it off, Julie. What? I don't need you to tell me how fucking good my coffee is. Okay, I'm the one who buys it. I know how good it is. When Bonnie goes shopping. She buys shit. I buy the gourmet expensive stuff because when I drink it, I want to taste it. God damn, Jimmy. <laughs> this is our fungi coffee. It's infused with mushrooms. So not only do you get the blast of the caffeine, you get the benefits of the mushrooms. So it's a bang for bang. You know what I mean? Yes. 
So, right. yeah, I wanted to dive right in, you know, because uh, there's some, a lot of topics, a too. lot of topics. But first of all, I want to talk about another massive shooting. Uh, yes, this thing is not going <sighs> away for as much as we want this thing to go away. It just continues to happen. And this one was more of an anomaly because it was a girl. Mm. It was a girl who, you know, brought a, she was loaded with weapons and she went into her school Mm -hmm. and she started blasting away. It was in Tennessee, I believe in, in Nashville. Okay. Uh, I think six people died. Oh man. Yeah. So again, we're victims again of this massive shooting. It's Uh. not going away. It's definitely not going away. Well, uh, no. Well, uh, of course it's not going away. Well, that's what we want. We want this to be, you know, a distant memory. We don't want no more massive shootings. Well, of course we we don't want no more massive shootings. But if we're, if the things that to remedy that situation is not being taken, then of course it's not going to go away. If you're constantly covering the problem or sweeping it under the rug, then it's, it's never going to get fixed. Okay, but this is a debate that, you know, it's a very, uh, how do I say, hot potato kind of a topic. Because if we go by way of uh, Australia, mm-hmm. they did away with it. What, the guns? Yeah, they did away with the guns. No more massive shootings. Yeah, but so did Japan. And when there's a will, there's a way. And that's how the the... The guy, uh, the what was he? The, the ex president of Japan, Mister uh, Abe, he gets shot with a makeshift gun. When there's a will, there's a way. You know, if people want to make guns, they, but I think I think the thing is, is that <clears throat> they're looking at the problem so, like, through the eyes of a politician. And what does a politician want? They want the optics, you know, whatever looks good, whatever makes people feel good. So they're they're targeting the the gun the gun rights, right? But that's they're targeting rights, and that right there, I think, is um, the the beginning and end of the of the problem. You know, they're targeting rights as opposed to targeting the real problem, which is you know, kids are highly depressed, uh, schools are not very secure. I mean, where are the cops? Where are the people, if this is a problem, then where are the cops uh, uh, pr- uh, protecting the schools? Where are they? This well, should again, never, like, the, it, it, nobody it, should ever be able to get into a building with a gun. But that's the problem because this is why it's a hot potato issue. Because if you install metal detectors, mm-hmm. you have people that are against it. And it's too too militant and it's scary you gotta go in and scan yourself in and scan yourself out so that's people i did it i did it and when i went to when i went to high school i had to put my you took everything out of your pocket you scan yourself it's time consuming as well yeah but you know what there were no guns in the school so and then what and then what do you say for people that smuggle guns in anyway into the school well and Again, there should be 
proper protocol. I mean, when I went to school, there were cops, there were truancy cops, there were people there. You know, there was always a police presence, whether it be elementary school, like the first thing I remember. That's the whole shame of it. You're going to a place of learning and you're surrounded by cops and you're surrounded by. Yeah. Well, the thing is, the problem is, is there's, there's a multifaceted problem. The the first the first thing is these people that commit these crimes have serious mental issues, right? Right. Because only a a a, a mentally uh uh disabled person would do something as egregious as shooting up in a school. I mean, there's there's people. Why we're talking about this when you pull it up so people can see what we're talking about. There, there's people in in war that won't shoot at kids in a war zone, right? Even though sometimes, like in like in Iraq or Afghanistan, where sometimes the Taliban had like kids that were with AK-47s, and they tried to find ways. I heard many stories of of soldiers trying to find ways to disarm uh, kids to to avoid shooting a a child, you know. So, like, if they could do that, right, in a war zone, and if they could, uh, you know, that, that that could be implemented here. And I just think that with the whole thing of the um, people not uh, people on medications, um, this mental uh, and a lot of things, a lot of a big thing that I'm noticing is that, you know, I avoided it because thankfully I have you as a father that was like, no, to to the Ritalin. But there are so many kids in this country that are on, you know, uh, Ritalin or or what's the other one, Adderall and all these other prescribed medications that are constantly being prescribed. You hit a nerve. You hit a nerve. Now now you're getting somewhere because the problem, I believe, that the teachers today. A, the curriculum that I mean, we've discussed this. I mean, we've pounded this dead horse several times on this podcast. The teachers today, the curriculum is not stimulating our kids. That's A. B, the teachers want these docile um, zombies who just sit there and do their work and not say a word. Look at that. You see, I didn't even know about this. And I look it up, and it says the the shooter was under doctor's care for emotional disorder. Okay, so that's the pro- New York Times. So, a the curriculum is boring. B the teachers want these. Not only is it not not only is it boring, but it's not even factual a lot of the time. A lot of well, the time, yeah, it's. It's propaganda, and then when you actually do your research, you're like, well, like, this is not what, like, for example, with the whole um, Paul Revere, right? We think Paul Revere did, you know, this massive... uh, Hey, what's his name? Um, Israel Bissell. Israel Bissell. (laughs) So for those of of you who don't know, you know, Paul Revere is the one that everyone knows and gets taught in school that... He's the one that alerted everyone that the, the British, British are, are coming. coming. The, the British, British are, coming. are coming, but he didn't go that far. He didn't. He barely, according to 
uh, I will look it up, but I, I've, from my memory, just from my memory alone, it's probably like a couple, like maybe a few miles. While this guy, Israel Bissell, like did like a, maybe a state, a couple states. You know, he went on horseback, you know, through a couple states, warning people. So, but this guy is, uh, you know, not even present in, in the history books. You have to like dig for this guy. And because, you know, Paul Revere sounds like a better name for, to, 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 uh, it to report sounds, on. It sounds a lot cooler than Israel Bissell. Yeah. But you know what? <laughs> the truth is the truth. I mean, how, how, how would you feel if you, you're the one that, that did all the work and they're reporting on somebody else that had a cool name that barely did anything? <laughs> like, you know, it, it's, or it's, I don't know, that, like, there's well, a lot of history that, or, or, like, our history with Vietnam, or they don't talk, they don't teach about Operation Midnight Climax in school. Ellington uh, says the kids are cruel to kids who are different. Yes. Um, I that's through, always been the, that's went, always been the case. I went through it. You know, I was a chubby kid, and I was the punching bag. I got bullied often, you know. So what I what are what did I ended up doing? You know, my cousin, you know, I went to Providence and everywhere I went, I got bullied. Mm-hmm. It's like I was a magnet for bullies. Oh, so man. my cousin said, Yo, you gotta knuckle up. Knuckle up. Mm-hmm. Uh stop complaining, knuckle up, and I wasn't the type to go to the teacher like, ah, he's bullying me. Mm. Is that I, in my opinion at the time, that made it worse. Mm. So, you know, my cousin said, yo, you got to knuckle up. And if you continue, continue not to do anything, uh, they're going to, they're going to continue beating you up. So I had to like take a stand. I took mm. a stand. And unbeknownst to me, um, I defended myself very well for per- for a person that never had any training. I defended myself well, and then I got my respect. So, um, I mean, I think this is just human nature, and and that's something that we do. Even in animals, you see, like, there's a pecking order and all that other stuff. Yes, because unfortunately, I'm talking about being bullied. But then I'm not proud of it. Then I started doing the same thing. Mm. You know, then I started picking up. Because well, hurt people hurt people. Yeah, so I'm not proud of it. I think about it now. I'm actually ashamed about it because I was, I was the one being bullied. Then once I got my respect, then I started doing the same thing. Mm. So it's it's tough. And but back then, we didn't resort to to weapons. You know, back then we just you know we would knuckle up and fight. But now, you know, I guess weapons are more readily available nowadays than back then. I don't know what the hell is going on. Kids are bringing weapons to school. I never I, I, saw a weapon. Okay, well, is this was this shooter somebody that went to the school? Is that how? Is yeah, that... she, I mean, they killed her. Okay, so the cops killed her. What kind of school was this? I believe it was. Uh, 
it was like a church kind of a school. Like, uh, I don't know if it was a Catholic school. But, uh, again, back to my point, you know, the teachers want zombies in the chairs. You know, the minute that the kid starts talking, the kid starts misbehaving, the first thing that they want to do is put kids on drugs. Mm. They did it with you. That's right. I mean, and that's like, that's the, that's the solution to everything that uh, these days is, you know, you have a problem, drugs, you have, you have, you, you're in pain, drugs, you have this drugs. Yeah. They're never fixing the problem. They're just, you know, putting a bandaid over it. And, and I feel like, you know, they're doing these things like, for example, the pharmaceutical industry, right? They, they do, um, they push, uh, Oxycontin and all these things, right? And people are like, oh, it's not working. Oh, up the dose, up the dose, because it, to them, that, that's good. That means, oh, more profit, more pills to sell as opposed to just one. Now you got two and then three and then four, and then we can charge their insurance companies and make more and more money out of that, right? Now with, uh, with this aspect, I think, that they have enough money to just downplay the fact that any of their medications might be involved in this because let's be real a lot of these a lot of these medications alter your i mean that's what they're designed to do to alter your brain uh your brain state and you know when we- i had my store there was a brilliant little kid that would come in he was boisterous i said this on prior podcast the kid was boisterous, smart as a whip. Mm. And then one day he came in. He was a different kid. Right. And I asked the mom, what's wrong with him? And she told me they put him on Ritalin, which is a goddamn shame. And now a lot of these kids, it's not like they're put on it for like a month or it's not like it's a lifelong endeavor. They never get off it. And then, oh, by the way, by the way, this show is rated E for everyone. <laughs> for everyone. Right. Because YouTube, yeah, what, what right. do YouTube say? Oh, yeah, that we're, we're, um, we're, uh, that you have to, first off, you have to sign in to watch our videos because we're inappropriate for some, for some, uh, for some audiences. For some audiences. Because we're telling the truth. Right. And they did the same thing to that Thrive documentary. Remember that uh, documentary that we saw? The, uh, it's going to yes. be on the, the pyramid.com very soon. But, yeah, they did the same thing. YouTube did the same thing to the Thrive documentary. That had literally nothing inappropriate whatsoever. But, yeah, you see a bunch of inappropriate stuff on YouTube. All the time. And there's no uh, rating system to it. No. So, yeah, this is rated E. E. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, before we go down this uh, this uh, school shooting uh, rabbit hole, because this is a very hot-button topic, but let's see here. It says the authorities were still searching uh, for a motive um, uh, behind the attack, which killed six people. Three children at a Christian elementary school. Here's what to know. So, uh, so here, right? 
three children at a Christian elementary school. It was a Christian, not cat. It was just. It's not Catholic. But it was an elementary school. What is a 28-year-old person doing anywhere near? Wait a minute. So this is not, this is not like, again. Whoa, 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 whoa. It's not kids bringing in stuff. I was under the impression that this was a 16-year-old girl. It says here the 28-year-old assailant used three guns that had been purchased legally. Uh, the, the close knit community at the covenant school was struggling with the enormity of its loss. Body camera footage shows officers racing through the school to find the shooter. The shooter had posted on Facebook in recent years about the death of a romantic partner. A former teacher says the Nashville shooting response draws comparisons to the Uvalde, but there are key differences and surveillance video Shows how the shooter entered the school. Uh, let's see here. It's Do a, they say the gender of the of the assailant? I believe it was a woman. It says the assailant who killed six people at the Christian Elementary School in Nashville had legally purchased uh, seven firearms recently, including the three used in the shooting, and was being treated for an emotional disorder. The Nashville police chief said on Tuesday, the shooter whom the police have identified as Audrey E. Hale was under doctor's care, Chief John Drake of Nashville Metro Police Department. Now, you see, this is why you can't believe every. Well, I guess it was at the moment, Mm. but I was under the impression it was a young girl. It was a young girl. Well, it was a 28-year-old person. Oh, my God. This is an adult already. She walked into a... Right. That's what I'm saying. If What kind of... You're putting your kids in into the care of the public school. What kind of security are you going gonna to allow anybody to just go up in there and shoot up the school? I mean, what, what are the protocols? I mean, this is what you get when you defund the police. I mean... Who's the who the people there protect? And then you defund the police. So where does that money go? Back to the pharmaceutical companies. <laughs> it's like, it's like, what the hell? And that, and then they wonder why these things keep happening because they're not fixing the problem. They're not, they're not trying at all. They're not even making an effort to make this even better. They're just they're using this as a way to to tighten their grip. That's because this is a tragedy, but the politicians and they use these situations as a way to tighten their grip on on the citizens. And this is why, you know, there's a the debate becomes, oh, should uh, should it be my gun rights or not gun rights? OK, as so opposed I'm gonna, to I want to play devil's advocate. Do you believe if we arm everybody? Would it go down or would it go up? I think, I think it would uh, it would probably uh, remain the same. Because you know what, we have more guns in this country already than there are people. Because the like, problem is, if everybody's you know strapped, uh-huh. then it's going to be like the OK Corral. Then more people are going to get hurt. I think there's 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 a there's like two. I think the ratio is for every one person. There's like three to four guns for every single uh so every single person can on this in this country can have three to four guns that's how many guns are they are in this country so i don't think it's the gun problem the gun i don't think is because it's not everywhere 
I, I think the the gun situation is like, I, I, I've been, at first, I when I first got into this debate, like this whole gun debate, it was like many, many years ago. I was talking um, in 2017, probably. I was talking to my cousin, uh, Andy, who's been on the, on the cast before. And um, we were discussing this debate. And at first, I was more against guns than I am now. But now, after COVID and after everything, I'm starting to understand a little bit more uh, the, ne- the necessity behind uh, why gun ownership is a right. And I'm also uh, piecing together why uh, they're using this as a narrative because it's it's part of the amendments, right? It's like if a school shooter uh, happens to say something, right, and they start saying, "Oh, well, now you can't, you can't, you have to be careful of saying this thing, whatever the thing that the school shooter says." Now we're gonna have to start going into uh, everybody's conversations and, and you and now it's a first amendment issue as opposed to what really is happening, which is somebody killed a bunch of kids. Like this is a horrible thing that some, an action that somebody took. It's not the words that they were using. It's not the guns that they were using. It's the person. It was the person. If this doctor was managing this patient like he should have, then this would never have happened. Okay. But I have an issue. Bring up the article up again. Okay. Because I was reading with a third eye. Mm-hmm. It says the shooter, the shooter whom police have identified as Audrey E. Hale was under doctor's care. Chief John Drake of the Nashville Metro Police Department said at a news briefing on Tuesday afternoon, Chief Drake added, the shooter's parents left felt the the shooter's parents felt that their child should not own weapons. The shooter purchased seven firearms from five local gun stores and stashed them around the house. Now this is where I started reading with a third eye. Mm -hmm. Don't you think there should be a limit? And time, like a first of all, a gun limit. If you go to if you go in the state of New York or whatever state you're in, you buy one weapon, mm-hmm. right? There should be a limit on how many weapons you're buying. But you see, you're fall, you're falling into the same trap. You're falling into the same trap. But That's what's not, the trap? The trap is that you're thinking you're going to solve the problem by removing the tool. I'm not saying it's going to solve the problem. Uh, Not at all. Mm. It might alleviate the issue that there are more weapons than people, than people that can wield them. Right. So what the hell is somebody buying seven guns for? I mean, I look, I I think, I think that there's, I'm not a gun. I'm not a gun nut. I'm, well, of course, I am totally against guns. But, but the thing is that we're we're in a in a in a state right where having guns to us is foreign because we have no need for them. But in the well, middle let, of the let country, me give you a little context. Why I do not like guns, personally, me. Mm. 
me personally, I can never be a gun. I'm conscious of the fact I can never be a gun owner mm. because I'm like a volcano. I, I and it's not it's not healthy what I do. Mm. I gulp problems. I gulp them. I gulp them. I gulp them, and then I erupt. And my fear is. If I ever had a weapon, which I'll be quite honest with you, I am totally infatuated with guns. Mm -hmm. I love the way they look. Mm -hmm. I love the power that it wields. Mm -hmm. Like for the brief times I put my hand on a weapon, I'm like, damn, this is a cool looking thing. But I know I can never own one. Because and I can never own one, and for damn sure I will never be. I'll never go for a carry. Because I'm the type of guy. My I blow my my top. I'll use it. I know I will. Well, the whole thing is not to is not to use it. I but, I, but, I would. I know that I cannot be a gun owner. But then, if that's the case, then you have to look at it like I fear a. They're weapons of destruction. I fear them. But then I have a, like a love and hate relationship with this. But thing. you you wield a weapon of destruction every day. My car, exactly. My car, and you could you can easily take the same decision. It's the same decision from you pulling out uh, your gun and killing somebody, and some guy that cuts you off, you ran, running him over. It's the same decision. I, I, I agree, but it's like I don't view a car as a weapon. You see mm. what I'm saying? I view a car as a transportation tool. It gets me from point A to point B. I just think like I can move stuff with a car. I can. It's my it's my livelihood because mm. I'm an Uber driver. I like to drive safe. Um, to me, I've never seen a car as a weapon, even though you can use it as such. But when you look at a car, you do not, at least in my eyes, I do not see death and destruction. But when I see a gun, that's all I see is death and destruction. Because mm. that's what gun guns are made to kill well of course but again i think i think we're looking now, at it. i'm talking about me personally i will never own a gun nor will i own any type of weapon i just think that we're looking at it again from a from a perspective that is of the the city dweller we're urban you know we don't know the life of the people in the middle of the country the people in the middle of the country have it a lot harder than we do. And one of the things that I didn't realize. Harder it, than what sense? In the sense that they have to deal with uh, actual wildlife, you know, bears and things. And, for example, for example. You have and, a heart to kill a bear? If it's coming to, if it's coming to eat, uh, eat me, what am I going to do? It's either he, him or me. If, <laughs> if I mean, there's. I, there's a whole but Instagrams. 
But you're not you're not gonna be going into the forest and and, and no, sleep. but the, but you don't need to. They go to the house, right? So you take some pots and pans and you bang on the pots and pans. They that's go not, away. No, that's not how that works. Bears are much smarter than you think. They're well, gonna. I don't know. I used to have a relative that used to live by bears, and her main weapon was a pot, a big pot, and a big spoon. When she would see the bear in the garbage, clang, 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 clang. They well, would, there's they also would go away. There's also different kinds of bears too, because apparently, oh, they're gangster bears. They're... No, no, <laughs> no. More some bears are more ex- aggressive than others. Like grizzly bears I mean, I'm are being more facetious. I'm just saying. I, I'm... I get. I get what you're saying. We're we're urbanites. We're yes. Where we live. Well, in... for for example, I didn't realize that in California, how close I was to. Uh, mountain lions. There's, oh, yes. there's wild mountain lions. If you're running in the California hills, you can find the mountain lion pretty easy, right? So, if but let you, me tell you, a gun is not going to help you with a mountain lion. It'll be better than not having one. You know why it's not going to help you? Why? Because a mountain lion is like doesn't like show up out of nowhere and be like you know, moseying on down. He hunts you the way he hunts prey. Well, so you would think, but the thing is that you don't, because any, everybody who, I, I any listened, report that I've ever heard about mm-hmm. an attack of a mountain lion, it's been out of nowhere. This, this, this animal is very, uh, uh, stealthy, yeah, as ca- as cats are, mm-hmm. they're stealthy. You, they blend in with the surroundings. But a lot of the survivors, trees. A lot of the survivors have guns. Just, I mean, I mean, I don't understand how would you make this. Uh, I know that you're saying that uh, that having guns may you're making the point that having guns is not meant is not as necessary as we make it seem. But I believe that there, there is a very necessary tool for a lot of Americans that deal with these wild uh, animals. I'm not saying. Let me get this straight so people don't misconstrue what I'm saying. Mm. I'm not saying weapons should be banned. Not at all. I'm just saying. For me personally, I will not own a weapon. Right. Knife, gun. Okay, but then what happens? Let's say, uh, let's say, theoretically, God forbid, knock on wood, this never happens. But let's say the Walking Dead apocalypse is upon us, and the and the world is mad, and you know it's yeah. But now you bring in a hypothetical of biblical proportion right so in that in that situation right then you're in survival mode and so so you need a weapon to survive okay so my thing is there yet my thing is my thing is is that it's not about that we're not there yet the whole point of preparedness is to be to it's just to to have it and not need it then to need it and not have it so you have a shotgun behind in 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 a locker somewhere or in in a safe 
and 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 you need one, and you think that you know, you think that the apocalypse upon us it might saying like the biblical proportions, it might be something you know, out, like crazy out of this world. But you know what? The Ukrainians are experiencing an apocalypse of biblical proportions with you know shells being rained upon them. Or the or but the Iranians, but that's war. That's war, but that's like an apocalypse upon them. I mean, it is, but it's and, war. And how? And, and how? In, in order for war to function, what do you need? Weapons. If there's no weapons, then well, that's the thing. Like, then you knuckle up. You knuckle up. They knuckle. find. They find they a way. They find a way. But it's just <laughs> guns are. Uh, uh, it's I, easy to kill with guns. I understand but, that. But let, let me let me let me make this statement mm. again for the fifth thousandth time. I will never own a weapon because they are instruments of death. And for Christ's sake, I cannot even kill my my nemesis. Mm. Which I hate these little animals. <laughs> I hate mice and rats. And I don't even have the courage to kill that. With that said. So you will never go hunting? I don't have the heart. Because mm. I'm, I'm an oxymoron. <laughs> Why? Because I like the rugged. I like like. Toughen it out and meat. I mean, we're meat. Yeah, and uh, I'm a carnivore. (laughs) But my hunting is going to Walmart (laughs) and be like, damn. I've been been more and more. My weapon, my weapon is my wallet. Mm. You know, like I can afford this cut of meat. Mm. You know, but I just don't have the heart. Now, if I was in a survival situation, then I gotta live, you know. Then, then I'm obligated to hunt, but to hunt for sport, like I told you. Well, not for sport. I mean, to hunt, to hunt, to feed yourself. Let's be honest. Hunting nowadays is a sport. Well, no, primarily a sport. I, no, I don't think so. Yes, I think primarily the the people that hunt. I mean, I mean. I listen to John Dudley. I listen to um, uh, Joe Rogan. Well, Joe Rogan. I've also listened to Cameron Haynes. I've listened to um, a, a few guys okay. that, that are into the okay, so this is my the hunting thing. Okay, and, and, you take and, you take all the hunters mm-hmm. worldwide, mm-hmm. and you bunch them up in a big bundle. Mm-hmm. I would say maybe 10% of those hunters do it to feed themselves. Okay, let's see. How many hunters in the world shoot for food? Okay, what percentage of hunters shoot for food? Shoot for food. Okay, let's see. I would say 10%. Let's see. Can we show the thing that you? Uh, um, I'm trying to see. Okay, here. Uh, so it says here, fewer Americans are hunting. Number of people who hunt. 
in the 1990s was 14.1 million and is going down to 11. Share of population who haunt 7.3, but it's not saying. Uh, but also, one of the things that they don't tell you is that hunters are the biggest uh, uh, funders for wildlife cons- uh, conservation. Yes, of course they are because they need. Because that's what they love. They love the animals, so they need to have right. them there to hunt. Right. I'm not saying all hunters do it uh, for sport, but there are more hunters out there. I don't think that would be a, the case. I don't by think a so. large proportion, they do it for sport. I okay, so let's see. How many hunters uh, percent? How, what percentage of hunters? for sport 15 approximately 15 according to the survey by u.s fish and wildlife service approximately 15 percent of the u.s population oh it says hunting hunts. for sport is cruel how many people hunt for sport as of no this is ah don't go away as of november 2021 there was approximately 15.2 million hunting license hold holders in the united states so i'm going to give you a, a thing 15.2 million hunters right uh-huh i would say more than half of that just do it for to have a trophy in their in their den and to say i killed uh so it says it here 35 percent. in fact recent years hunting for meat has even increased in importance with the percentage of hunters who hunt for meat increasing from 16% in 2006 to 35%. Bingo. So it's increasing. Uh, all right. So they're about, what, is it uh, 70% of them? Do it for sport. Or was it? Uh, no, it's uh, 65%. Do it for sport. Six, uh, 65% do it for. But they say doing for sport is cruel. I mean, I don't, I don't know how sport. I don't know if it's a uh, sport in the way that you think it's sport. Maybe it's like uh, doing conservation it for, or doing like it for population sport. control. Doing it for sport means you go out into the wild, you see a beautiful buck with with some beautiful headgear, you shoot him to mount him on your wall. You shoot a lion to have it. And, you know, take it to a taxidermist and display in your home. Mm-hmm. And you can go down the line. Mm-hmm. Elephants, whatever. I met a hunter. Mm-hmm. This guy was, and I asked him, you know, do you eat most of the meat that you hunt? Mm-hmm. He said maybe he eats about. Fifteen percent of the meat that he hunts, mm-hmm. because he said elephant meat is downright disgusting to eat. Mm. Um, he said uh, giraffe meat might be good, but it has to be young giraffes, and they don't hunt young gir- giraffes. Um. Mm. And then you can go down the line. So there's not many edible um, uh, animals out there. I mean, every animal is edible, but 
uh, how would I say this, more palatable mm-hmm. for human consumption. Um, yeah, but that that hunter was like an exotic hunter, wasn't he? He was an exotic hunter, mm-hmm. and he's deep into it, and and I was in awe of the man because mm-hmm. again, I'm I'm into that rugged. Going out there, right? And I mean, I, I'm not it's too romantic to I, me. I don't like the idea of hunting for sport. I like the idea of hunting to feed myself. Yes, I, I'm. I'm on board. I'm on board for that. I have tried venison, deer meat. Mm. I find it very tasty. Um, I've had elk, very tasty. Uh, food. I myself don't have the heart to see something as majestic as an elk and take him down. Um, and I know there are hunters that believe it's like a religious experience. You once you hunt the animal, you and you, you you're able to you know eat from it, and and, and you give it thanks mm-hmm. for the sacrifice, this and that. To I mean, me, to me, seeing an animal die is. I mean it's cruel, but I think I think in some ways the the hunting aspect is a little bit better as opposed to because at least the the animal is in its natural habitat and you're you're fairly you know trying to get at it in the same you're like in its house trying to you know get at it as opposed to you know catching it and putting it into a farm and then you know putting it in a cage and then you know. You're fattening it up, and then. But as we very well know, that we are guilty of digression, and we digress. <laughs> we went from the gun issue. <laughs> Let's wrap this shit up. Yes. What the hell? Yo, the sign is real simple, B. It says wrap it up. Wrap that shit up, B. I don't think that's a good idea. Hey, you want some too? You better wrap it up. <laughs> you better wrap that gavel up, B. So, so yes, yeah, so, uh, we okay. So we went from massive shootings into a, venison meat. Well, we, yeah, we're basically surrounding the 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 gun, the gun issue, the gun issue. And I, I believe just feel- everybody has the right to have a gun. It's part is in the Constitution. It's an amendment right. Everybody should have the right to own a gun. But I think there should be some type of regulations to it. Like, for example, I've I've talked to gun nuts. I, I get them all the time in the car. And I don't see the need to go into a gun shop Mm-hmm. And buy an AK forty-seven. No, well, I mean, and then what? 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 What would a gun nut tell you? The reason to buy an AK forty-seven. Well, a a gun nut will be like, well, if a gangster has an AK forty-seven, he's trying to come and kill me. Uh, I'm gonna need one, you know, to to the fight back. Man. Right? Okay, but. One of the main things that they say is Mm -hmm. I'll stop buying the AK-47 when the Army stops using an AK-47. I haven't heard that. If the Army 
can arm themselves with a type of weapon, then we should be able to arm ourselves with the same type of weapon. Mm. That's a perspective I personally haven't heard. I hear it all mm. the time. If they can have it, so can I. That's what they say. What I've been hearing is like, no matter what, um, no matter what, the criminals get their hands on whatever weapon. So if you're banning my whatever AR-15, these criminals can get AK-47s from the black market, and that's what I'm protecting myself from criminals. So why are you limiting me while the criminals have unlimited supply of whatever guns they want on the black market? So like that's the that's the, the argument I that's yeah. the argument I've heard. Like, yeah, you want to ban me from having automatic weapons. But if I live in Southside Chicago and the gangs in, in my neighborhood have automatic weapons and they don't get their guns legally, I'm doing it to protect myself. Okay, so then do me a search. Mm. Uh, Google the word militia rights. Okay. What are our, our militia rights? Okay. Put it up so we can see it. The Second Amendment of the United States Constitution reads, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Right there. See that statement right there? Mm. If you can have it, so can we. Well, it's saying a well-regulated militia being necessary to to the security of a free state, meaning that if you're going to be completely free as a, uh, as a state, right? Let's say there's federal laws, but there's, you know, the state wants to be completely free at, to an, onto itself. You need to have some sort of weaponry so that their rights will not be infringed upon. Right. So it means if you can have it, so can we. Uh, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I guess you can. This is why lawyers make the big bucks. There's a little um, uh, (laughs) song that you play from Joe Biden. (laughs) (laughs) You mean this? (laughs) I don't understand. I just just explained she was on top of mind. And she was a top of mind. That's the way I feel with this issue. That's the sound from the Russian hole. <laughs> oh man! Uh, and and that you know what? It's funny that uh, we got onto this gun topic because I wasn't aware. I, I I wasn't planning to to talk about guns today, but I did have a thought, um, which is. You know, we have we are quite lucky that like people like Vikings just don't exist anymore. Like people don't just go through country to country and just burn, burn down and rape and pillage. I mean, you have Mexican drug cartels that have the weaponry and tanks and whatever, and they're not, you know, thankfully, they're not going into We do have pirates though. Pirates still are around. Pirates are still around, but 
They're not invading countries and, and just raping and pillaging yeah. and burning cities down to the ground and <laughs> like in blazing saddles. <laughs> what do you do with the women? Well, we rape the shit out of them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Fucking Mel Brooks is nuts. <laughs> you know, we don't have that anymore, but like, you know, and you didn't have you didn't have to go as far back as the Vikings. If you believe mm. these westerns, they were bands of like gangs, right? Right, you that know, will go into town and and you and know, we have now we have more weapons available than these people did, and that doesn't that doesn't happen. And let me tell you something. So I don't know if we it's don't the have weapons or we don't have Vikings anymore, and we don't have marauding bands of cowboys. Mm-hmm. But I did experience something close to that. About really, yes, it was about oof, about fifteen years ago. Okay, we were out in the sticks. I don't know where we were driving, mm. right? And out of nowhere, like hundreds of motorcycles came into the area. Mm. And these boy, these guys look lean and mean. Mm. And and I, I, we were like, oh, oh, we gotta get out of here because mm. they were looking at us like, what are you guys? Mm. So imagine how. I mean, they didn't, they didn't do anything violent or anything like that. But, but that's what I'm a, saying. Like, but just a presence. Imagine being like. Back in the time of like in the late 1800s, and you're like home, and all of a sudden you see like 50 men on horseback just coming into town. But that's what I'm saying. Like those kinds of things have like subsided, and I think like I don't know. I, I think right now we're we're like as we debate on whether or not we should have guns to protect ourselves. It seems to me like. We are very vulnerable to something like that. Like, I mean, what if, what if China just up, up and decided to uh, send troops to, you know, uh, Long Island and they're, they're coming up and, you know, they're. Well, then that's why we have the National Guard. But I mean, I'm, I, you would hope, you would hope that they would, you know, be enacted. But you know, but then you know, I you, feel like you you made a statement that we're debating if we should have guns or not. Mm. We have the right to bear arms. We should have the right to bear. I myself have chosen. I will never own mm. one. But that's not to say my neighbor can have his. If he wants a weapon, he has. I just think. Again. Wrap that shit up. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> um, I just believe that there's got to be more regulations for a person to go within like a, a three-day span, mm-hmm. right? Go to a gun shop and buy like 10 weapons. I mean, doesn't that fucking give you a red flag? Th- that that's one thing, but the I think to me the bigger red flag is that this person has a therapist and is uh, has some kind of emotional disorder. 
that should have been the red flag. Yes. Before and even that falls under the, the umbrella of regulation. If this person is mentally unstable, why is this person able to purchase a weapon? Right. There should be some kind of uh what do you call it? Um and even her own parents said that she shouldn't own a weapon. So there they, was a lot of things that could have uh, prevented this. And a lot of people just let this happen is what it seems to me. Because, you know, why you if you believe that your your daughter shouldn't own the weapons as a, as a parent, why are you allowing this? Now, now here, now he and then as a doctor, why are you allowing this? You and were then having now, a good day. <laughs> <laughs> and then your kid comes out and in the news for for massacring uh, kids in, in a school. I mean, how? how okay, g- so here's a here's food for thought, right? You cannot sell liquor to anybody under twenty one, right? Mm-hmm. You cannot sell cigarettes to anyone. Cigarettes also for under twenty one. Under twenty one, right? Can I go to a bar under twenty one? Right. So how do state? How do the? How does the state regulate this? How do they enforce this? Why the business owners having to uh, pay? Um, what you call it? Uh, they need a license. Yeah, they, and then they pay whatever fees and then or whatever. They, they, then they get a a seventeen year old a day. Oh no, let, let me rephrase that: a twenty year old mm-hmm. a day before his twenty first birthday. They test you, and they'll send him into a store while you're overwhelmed. While you're overwhelmed, and he'd be like. Y'all let you get a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> it's not like, can I get a pack of cigarettes? <laughs> right, no, no. no. Let me get a pack of cigarettes. Right, right. And you're busy. Right. You're like, here's the fucking Newports. Give me the money. <laughs> you know, I got people to attend. Right. Boom. Ten minutes later, here comes the officer with a big pamphlet of tickets. You sold cigarettes to a minor. Well, now the stores these days solve that problem. These days, they don't have because you you can't even buy it unless they they say let me get your license and they scan it beep and then that's... not many stores have that. Mm. Not many stores have that. But but so the newer ones they're they're avoiding that problem for that reason. So why not? Right, you get yourself an emotionally unstable person. On all kinds of fucking emotional drugs, Ritalin or whatever, right? Trying to go into a gun store. Go to a gun store, right? And he's in the system. Right. Go to the gun store. And he says, uh, let me get that rocket launcher. <laughs> a couple of grenades. and a-, <laughs> a couple of grenades. And let me get some fries with that. Do you guys have uh, Molotov cocktails? <laughs> And see what, what do you need this for? <laughs> oh, nothing. We're gonna have a party this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> We're having a barbecue. <laughs> and see uh, if you can purchase it, right? 
and then have the the undercover guy outside and then come back in. I mean, I've never been into a gun store. I don't know if they're regulated in that manner. As a matter of fact, I know that you might have to go and fill out some kind of questionnaire, but I think it's not so much the gun stores, although it seems like this particular case it was the gun store. Yeah, she bought seven weapons. But I, I hear that a lot of the times it's these gun shows is where you don't have to file like file or put any uh you see that's a that's a fucking problem. The thing is is it's a what makes it tricky is that you know gun ownership whether like it or not for it's a right. You know it's just as much a right as the the first amendment and and we we you gotta look at both of those things as like, you know, these are uh, things that we gotta protect because we only have so many rights. Everything else is privileges, and they could take that away from you, folks. And you know whether they whether it's justified or not, you know they could just it's a privilege. We're giving you the privilege. We can take that away from you, whether you feel justified for it or not. You know so. The right is the one thing they can't do. They can't take that away. So, I mean, I think somehow or another, we got to get them to instead of because, you know, the way the politicians work is, okay, the optics, let's work on the bill to ban this thing. So let me ask you this. I've never purchased a weapon, Mm. at least a firearm. Mm -hmm. If I go tomorrow. To a firearm, um, to a gun store, mm-hmm. right? And I walk in and I said, "Let me get a Glock." I don't think it works that way. I think if you want to buy it, uh, uh, let's say you want to buy a Glock, they go, "Okay, you have to fill out a uh, questionnaire. You have to get the license. Okay, once that license comes in, then you can, um, or you put in the payment, and then so you have to wait." Because I don't think I, it's like that in Florida. Well, it's it's like that in certain states. Because in in Jersey, I tried. Um, in Jersey, yes. In New York, yes. Yeah. In Florida, you could walk in. Mm. Well, yeah, it's state by state. Yeah. And so in these states, right, where mm. you can just buy a weapon, right? Um, I can just walk in and say, "Let me get a Glock." Right, let me get that Glock right there. Mm-hmm. Yes, they're gonna make us fill some kind of um, mm-hmm. form or something, mm-hmm. and they'll run it through. If I'm if I'm good, then I I think there's like a 24 hour period or 48 hour period, some, some period, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And then you can pick up the weapon. Mm-hmm. Why don't they make it so? When you buy the weapon, you need to do like the way you do it with uh with a car. You gotta take take the written test and then go to a place, see you firing the weapon, see if you're doing it responsibly. And That's they- how it should be. That's how it should be. But again, it comes into the the whole thing is that uh uh driving is a privilege. And gun or gun ownership is a right. So, like, I think with the privileges, they have these things in place. Um, but with rights, it's kind of hard for them to 
you know, put these things in place because then you start because then you go down to the legal semantics of, oh, you know, the the legislation doesn't uh, uh, or this the amendment doesn't stipulate on this and blah, blah. And then they 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 argue among the semantics. I just think overall to to what the hell? <laughs> Yo, the sign is real simple, B. It says wrap it up. Okay, so to, to I, have, I, have a, I have a comment over here from uh-huh. our, from a listener, uh, Evo. He's uh-huh. a Bobolongo. <laughs> Actually, he made a statement over here that leads me to believe that Evo's a Wellepu. Oh, 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 why? It says, took a quick listen to your podcast. I believe every state there is a waiting period to purchase a gun. Each state varies. But I don't think there is one you can walk out the same day. Maybe wrong. And I may be wrong about you, Evo. Maybe you're not a Wellapoo. You gotta you gotta listen for more than uh, <laughs> a quickie. When you listen when you listen for a quickie, you get that nasty label. You're a Wellapoo. <laughs> now if you listen without donating or with but then again. He made a comment, right? So, that, so he's not a Wellapu. No, that 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 brought him up to Bobolongo. So status. you're a Bobolongo, right? Now, well, now thank to you cross for your in, input to cross into Verdugo status. All you have to do is go to theparamid.com and subscribe to our podcast. Absolutely. And, and on theparamid.com, we're finding more ways to get, provide value to those that subscribe by providing documents uh or rather documentaries that uh they don't want you to see um we have ray dalio's uh changing world order up there a few more are coming uh shortly um and uh we're also going to be doing a secret library um perhaps audiobooks and more on the pyramid.com yes and then i'm gonna i'm gonna do a little section called anesto's more um anomalies that's right. And on these anomalies, I got some pretty fascinating stories. <laughs> pretty fast. I had. A, I can't wait to hear them. I had a. I'm going to give you a teaser. I had a very interesting passenger, and he expressed to me with total fear in his eyes, he encountered my wife's nemesis. What? The shadow people. Oh, oh my God. He, he encountered the shadow people, and I will be writing that in Ernesto's Anomalies. <laughs> so, so we did our means- bit with the gun nuts and yes. the gun issue and all that. Thank you, Evil, for commenting, and we shall continue along. Let's take a little break and do what we do on a break. Well, and- we're five minutes before the break, so uh, I want to uh, – I have here an Ask Ernesto. Oh, so, no, do you want to play a game? <laughs> you don't got the sound bite? Uh, yeah, I have it here. Hold on. Let me, uh, let me get it. Uh, hold on. And I'll be quick with those fingers. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> uh, but, yes, I have an Ask Ernesto here uh, as I pull up the, the sound bite here. Do you want to play a game? <laughs> Uh. 
Shall we play a game? Yes, let's do it. <laughs> All right. So, um, I I don't know if you've seen this before. Hopefully, uh, this is new to you. But uh, the question is, um, where is this coming from? Hmm. Let's see. All right. So let's see it. Some technical difficulties. Hold on. Damn, you got me hooked. What is this guy doing? Oh, okay. So one more time. I don't know why it's doing this, so let me do this. Gonna... Oh, man, don't tease me like this. <laughs> don't My worry. curiosity I, is like on 100 right now. I have, I have uh, other ways that I have this uh, downloaded here, so I'm just going to pull it up this way. Hopefully this way is better. <clears throat> is part of the question, who the hell is that dude? Not Because I, I personally don't know who the guy is, but it's... uh. Where is this coming from? Okay. Okay. So, so do you have any idea? Oh, I, oh, could could they, that be? Let me see. Come on, is that O'Biden? <laughs> well, yes, that is. <laughs> they they are par- parroting O'Biden, but again, the question is, where is it coming from? Well, meaning, where is it coming from? Why they're doing this? No, I'm saying, like, uh, uh, who created this? Oh, like, yes, I'll I'll play it again here. I'm playing it again because I don't believe um, the audio was being heard from for the the people that are listening. Okay, so I want to play one more time here. And uh, because this is theater of the mind here, Mm -hmm. some people are just listening. So can you please give a description of what's happening here? Well, we've got the, our president He's shaking a phantom hand. He turns around. Now, it's a, is, is it Joe Biden himself or is it a... No, it's an actor. Okay, okay. Uh, uh, imitating Joe Biden. Oh, oh, Biden. Oh, Biden. <laughs> now he's shaking another uh, ghost. And then now he finally gets to a person and he shakes that person's hand. 
guess that person supposed to be Kamala Harris. Yeah. A <laughs> transgender Kamala Harris. Yeah. <laughs> and here he goes going up the stairs, goes up and down the floor, busting his ass. And then he slips again and he busts his ass again. And the third time, Johnny gets the size of an elevator. Get this So, is this? I will not believe it if this is coming from Saturday Night Live. No, it's not from Saturday okay. Night Live. Okay. Because I would have been in shock. <laughs> Saturday Night Live protects O'Biden. Like, you know, they don't do the, you know, they're all the way on the other side. I thought, uh, what's his name? Uh, Will Ferrell did O'Biden o- o- <laughs> on, on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, I think, I think, uh, he might have, he might have, because I know. This guy, um, Larry David, does a hell of a Bernie Sanders. <laughs> Yo, I got to see that. I've never seen him. Oh, oh yeah, he's good. Oh, man, I, I could imagine. Um, and then we also have, um, what's this guy's name? The one that has a problem with, with that, with the Rust movie shoot. Oh, uh, Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin does... Uh, uh, he does uh, <laughs> Trump, Mr. Bigley, Mr. Bigley. I love <laughs> my my voters are so good to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so any idea where this is coming from? As far as who made it? Yeah. Whoa. Well, actually, I got a little bit uh, more for you. Want to see a little bit more? Yeah, I have no idea who uh, might have made this. Let's see. Because I see it's coming from the Alex Jones Infowars. Looking to shake his hand. So it's from Saudi Arabia state-run media network. Wow. Saudi Arabia. Wow. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Um, you got that thunder? <laughs> ready, ready, ready? <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Hold on. Man, come on, give it to me. <laughs> One more time. <laughs> this is what the people on the outside of the bubble believe mm-hmm. is going on with us. That's right. So Saudi Arabia. Wow. The the people that kept up our our currency, you know, through the petrodollar and, and our ally. Yeah. Making fun out of our president. Exactly. Wow. I have another. I think I have a, a better clip here. Let's see. Because they have another. Oh, here we go.
<laughs> Thank you very much. Today, we're going to talk about the crisis in Spain. Yeah, we're going to talk about the crisis in Africa. <laughs> yeah, Russia. Yeah, Russia. And I want to talk about the president of Russia, yeah, Putin. Yeah, Putin. <laughs> Putin. Listen to me. I have a very important message to you. The message is... <laughs> and the president of China... Oh, he didn't finish Russia. Thank you to correct me, first lady. Oh, this is embarrassing. <laughs> I'm embarrassed. Thank you very much. This is how I the world you. sees us. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> I am embarrassed. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Saudi Arabia. Wow. I'm speechless. <laughs> and with that, we'll, we'll take a, a quick break. <laughs> I'm fucking speechless. Oh, wow. That's embarrassing. It is going to sound ridiculous. <laughs> You're taking your workout to the line, but you're hot, sweaty, sore, exhausted. Your face is going numb. You're ready to quit. Athletes never quit. Now you can go longer like an athlete. You may not be an athlete, but you can drink like one. How? Through revolutions in nano-level high-performance electrochemistry. Electrolytes Extreme Sports Drink. If you don't replenish electrolytes as you work out, you could die. We've analyzed sweat scientifically with a microscope and gone deep into the electrolytic submolecular level. You need to replenish those electrolytes. What are electrolytes? Who cares? They're an extremely short supply, and we sell them. Look the part. Have trendy colored sweat just like in the adverts. Electrolytes Extreme Sports Drink comes in Arctic Douche, Icicle Fire, and Yellow Snow. Push your body to the extreme. Then drink it back to health. Electrolytes Extreme Sports Drink. Women, dieting is so hard. There are lots of delivery diets that deliver food each day, but don't stop you from cheating. Isn't it time you try something just a little different? At Vinewood Health, we not only give you the carrot, we also give you the stick. Our trained counselors spend the day with you to offer the guidance and reassurance to keep you on the right track. You're going to eat that? You fucking pig! You disgust me! With their firm but encouraging guidance, the true thinner you will soon emerge. Paranoid, neurotic, and the proud owner of a new food disorder. You have to associate food with pain and a beating. Food is your enemy! Defeat it! You have no self-control. Thanks to us, all you need is self-loathing. Vinewood Health. Beauty inside and out. Or your money back. You fat whore! <laughs> Contact Vinewood Health today. Don't miss the next episode of Serious Cougar. Eunice goes on a bender with a pool boy and breaks her hip. 
If women in their 20s don't know their ass from their elbow and women in their 50s know what they like, imagine being with an experienced, pleasure-loving octogenarian wrestling with dementia and horniness. The show that hits below the belt, just like her breasts. Serious Cougar, Wednesday nights at 9 on Weasel. Welcome back. Welcome back. So uh, that you heard that commercial, right? Serious yes. Cougar. So that that is a parody. Obviously, that doesn't exist. It's a it's a fake uh, commercial. Like, oh, well, well, I was about to go on the Weasel Network. <laughs> so obviously, all our commercials are fake uh, for for comedic purposes. But uh, there is something uh, pretty crazy. A new show coming out. Not Serious Cougar, but a new show coming out. A real show. A real show called Milf Manor. Oh, my God. It's uh, on Sundays on TLC. Eight single women between the ages of 40 and 60 live in a villa in Mexico to pursue romantic relationships with eight single men a few decades younger. Right? Uh, The premise, eight pairs of mothers and their sons... Wait a minute. Eight pairs of mothers and, and sons. sons travel to a villa in Mexico to look for love. So both the sons and, and the, the mothers mo- are, are looking for are love. They're going into this mansion and they're sleeping with. The, the, so, like, you're in a bunk with a buddy, your mother's, you know, fucking your buddy, and you're fucking your buddy's mother, and. <laughs> And this is on what channel? TLC. Boy, has TLC have fallen. Yeah. <laughs> Airing Sundays on TLC. Has TLC fallen. <laughs> I remember watching. The learning channel. <laughs> what are you learning from this? I, was, I remember when TLC was like one of my favorite channels. I will listen to, I will see programs on the Roman Empire. The Byzantine mm. Empire, um, how they made this, mm. you, you know, fantastic shows. Right. Um, there was another show. Oh God, what's the name of this show that I used to love? Um, it would take uh, it was something inventions. It would take one invention, mm-hmm. right, and then in. Innovation Innovation Nation, I think it was called. Okay. And this guy, he would take one invention and he would trace from that invention everything that happened to get to that invention and then from what that invention evolved to. Mm. Very fascinating show. And as a matter of fact, you know, TLC... If I'm if I'm if I'm not mistaken, was the birthplace of one of my favorite shows, which kind of fell off towards the end, but it was the one with Jamie and um, they would do the the MythBusters. That's a discovery, but I believe they started on TLC. Oh, really? And see. then they switched over. I'm not a hundred percent sure of that. <clears throat> Let's see. Uh, uh, it says uh, was produced by Australia's Beyond Television Productions. Uh, premiered on the Discovery Channel. 
Oh, okay. So they were on the Discovery Channel. Mm. But what I'm see how I'm mistaking that they might have started in TLC. Mm. That's what TLC used to be. Yeah. So let's see. It TLC's was, top shows of all time. Let's see. <clears throat> Put it so that we can see it, please. It says here, <laughs> "Breaking Amish." My 600-pound life. Garbage. <laughs> uh, four weddings. Garbage. Kate plus eight. Garbage. Little people, big world. Garbage. <laughs> this is the this is stuff of all L.A. Inc. I used to like L.A. Inc. because I was a fan of Kat Von D. Untold stories of the ER. I found Kat Von D kind of sexy. Uh, who do you think you are? Never heard of it. Four Weddings, Gypsy Sisters, The Little Couple. Yeah, I mean, they've they've gone. Can you put The Learning Channel? I mean, what are you learning okay, from this? So not, <laughs> My Strange Addiction. Now we're gonna, you got me running into a, a tangent now. <laughs> Can you put early programs of The Learning Channel? Okay, <laughs> Because it's not the learning channel anymore. It should be called <laughs> uh, virtual TV. Uh, smut TV. Really. Yes, there we go. Smut TV. From the learning channel to Honey Boo Boo. Exactly. <laughs> Can you believe Honey Boo Boo was a freaking celebrity for oh Christ's sake? Oh, my God. Honey Boo Boo. When did the Learning Channel stop teaching? We asked ourselves that after seeing a clip for the uh, network's recently aired Extreme Cougar Wives. Oh, my God. It does exist. <laughs> On the Learning Channel. Oh, my Extreme God. Cougar Wives. What garbage. Don't miss the next episode of Serious Cougar. Eunice goes on a bender with a pool boy and breaks her hip. Extreme Cougar Wives. The latest show from the Learning Channel follows much older women who pray, and they cross that out, date younger men. Sure, the show, the show explores the unusual relationship trend. However, what we are taking away from this show, other than the underlying theme that love knows no bounds, and the knowledge that the 76-year-old Hattie is always willing to put out on the first date. Oh my god, seventy six! What garbage! <laughs> and then, and then they want me to pay for cable. Yeah, right. For this garbage. garbage. Uh, it says here we celebrate the Queen of Couponing Award, Strange Addictions with giveaway contest, and hail pop culture sensation Honey Boo Boo and her Go Go Juice. Oh boy. I'd rather watch the hoarding than 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 the MILFs. It says the network became privately acquired by the Appalachian Community Service in 1980 and was relearned the renamed the Learning Channel. The network featured adult education shows like Learn to Read, documentaries of nature, the battles battles that, that changed the, the world. world. I love that. <clears throat> uh, in '91, Discovery bought the network for 31 million. Uh, a move which added more reality television shows. Thirty-one to the million. Mix. That's relatively cheap. Yeah, in the, in the nineties, um, it had educational programs for preschoolers 
under its Ready, Set, Learn, set up in 1992, and a documentary series, Paleo Paleo World. World. Another one that I used to love. They also had a show, Amazing Space. Amazing Space. Space. A documentary. Documentary of Constellation Planets, Bottomless Pits, and Other Worlds. Yes. But the network started branching out its content for a more mainstream audience in the mid-90s with reality shows, including Medical Detectives and that Trauma wasn't too Life bad. in the ER. Well, yeah, that was this stuff was actually kind of learning because you would hear stories of what was going on in the hospital. Right. <clears throat> and construction do-it-yourself yes, shows like I remember. Home Time and Home yes, Stazzy. Yes. Still learning. You know, it's not cougars. On <laughs> Soon after 1998, the channel rebranded itself as TLC, and the programming began to drastically change. I like Cat 1D, and, and I used to like those motorcycle shows. Whatever happened to those motorcycle shows? I don't know. Like building motorcycles. Yeah, and, and OCC yeah, and all that all stuff. all that stuff went. That year, the network also bid farewell to the kids lineup. Instead, it became part of uh, the Discovery Kids lineup, which is now known as The Hub. Uh, many of older shows, including Paleo World, Trauma, Medical Detectives, went on, went to live on different Discovery channels. So they diverted the learning stuff away from the learning channel. Yeah, and then they put it like on... <laughs> Different subs, um, subsects of uh, of the discovery because you right. got discovery, um, like Animal Planet. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. In their place came shows geared towards moms and housewives in the form of wedding story and baby story, reality and design shows like room renovating series, trading spaces. Oh, I remember trading spaces. Remember that? Yeah, where you're like you have to live with. Uh, your uh, some other family like you. No, trading spaces was if I'm correct. Oh, yeah, you were living in someone else's home. Right? No, you would like trading spaces was a show where if I need if I had a space I wanted to renovate and you oh, had yeah, a space yeah. we, we would, would switch, switch and renovate it the way we wanted. Right, right. And there were times they were like. <laughs> what the fuck did you do to my place? Right. What is this garbage? <laughs> Those were the good ones, by the way, the good shows. Because there wasn't there one like trading spouses too? Like Oh yes, there was. Where you, like you went to the husband went to live with another person's wife and right. their husband went to live with a and then they were I, I'm, how do these people accept that? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and sleep in the bed with some other man. Well, uh, they didn't actually sleep together, but they were living with each other. Right. I mean, it's still that would have been interesting if they <laughs> they had to actually sleep together. I think they. I don't know. No, they didn't sleep. They trust didn't. me, they didn't. <laughs> I would have tuned in. <laughs> Damn, I don't know what I was missing. <laughs> yeah. So and junkyard wars, but yeah, TLC has gone. Uh, so the the thing that that really got them into reality was Little People, Big World. Apparently, this was what really broke them into. But yeah, I just thought that was interesting because of the commercial. We went down this rabbit hole here, and, and uh, but uh, how crazy is that? Milf Manor. Wow, you're how? you're in a house trying to trying to you know smack it to some girl to some older woman. Who, who, where your mom is in the same house, and you're like, 
and someone's trying to mack it to your mom, like has TLC fallen. Like what the hell is going on? Same thing. Like <clears throat> I remember a time that I actually enjoyed watching MTV. Yeah, me too. Because they had music. music. Right, yeah. Music television. Music television. You will see the, and you'll see their music videos. Yeah, like, I don't know why they just went from, you know, there's so much you can... Everybody could, went to the reality thing. I don't know why. But won't you think there's a market? I know that YouTube is out there and, mm. and all these social medias. We could probably get all that stuff there. But wouldn't you like a, a a a dedicated music channel where if you want to see the Grateful Dead live, if you want to see um, a, a rave or mm. or a, what do you call where you where you met your wife? Um, uh, um, yeah, a rave, a concert. Yeah, like but the, what was the name of that show that you EDC? Imagine an EDC like live mm. on, on uh, music television. I would watch that. Let's see the... I mean, that's what YouTube is now these days. That's what it does. I know, but MTV had... They, they were what? that, and they it, let it slip you know through what? their fingers. Yeah, you know, like, it's strange. Like, wouldn't it have been, like, an MTV... Um, Like, how do I explain this? Like, how strange that MTV didn't follow suit and get into... The whole thing like YouTube is doing. Instead of YouTube, it would have been mm. MTV. I mean, that would have been smart if they would be on top if they would have thought of doing that. <laughs> but, yeah. Wow. I, yeah. And then cable wants to entice me to pay $100 a month. For what? For what? For commercials? For Pfizer? The, only reason I would have probably paid cable for mm -hmm. was to what would be to watch my beloved Mets. That's the, that's the one thing that I'm sure is getting hit by this cable cutting is that live sports. I mean, nobody who can watch live sports. Yeah, I mean, but now, like, it, I believe if you like want to watch your home team. Even these home teams, you got to go on to a pay network to yeah. watch your home team. Yeah. So what is cable good for anymore? <laughs> exactly. It's not good for anything. I think you know, it would be a great idea. Even though I do miss the most dumbest. I mean, I don't think it's a dumb thing, but I did enjoy the channel. New York One. Mm, like news, real news, local I mean, there's something special about watching two hours of New York One mm. and just seeing the same news recircled, <laughs> recycled. <laughs> Every 10 minutes, the same news. And it was just compelling. Like, you could have a bowl of cereal, watch New York One, <laughs> and then you have, what's his name? Uh, the Potato Head. Oh, I, I forget their name. Oh my God, he's still there, by the way. Oh my God, Google um, uh, New York One host. My God, I can't believe I forgot this guy. And we're just doing a little bit of lighthearted thing, you know. <laughs> Pat Pat Kiernan. Pat Kiernan, we can put him <laughs> up. Put him up. Hey, let's see. 
Let's see. Uh, images. This Pat. There he goes. Potato head. <laughs> and then there's the other. There's the the black guy that I used to like. Where this is guy? No, no, keep going. Uh, there he goes. <laughs> he he didn't move his top lip. He was introduced today. He would always keep his like his top lip or never move. Only the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> what was his name? Uh, let's see. I uh, met him, by the way. I, you know where I met him? Oh, where? In um, Jackson Hole. Oh wow! Yeah, he was eating in Jackson Hole. Uh, and he still was talking like with his wife, like, yeah. I'm gonna have a burger and uh, with onions. <laughs> <laughs> that mustache never moved. It's like permanently like dangling over his lip. Uh, what, what's it? uh Lewis uh, Dodley? Yeah, there he goes. Evening anchor. Yeah, I missed I New mean, York one. That's it. You, you know, I, I was thinking, you know, it would be a great idea taking Hulu, Disney Plus, Netflix, Peacock, and, you know, putting it like getting like a little like a little Roku box and you pay for that and you get access to all of it. And yeah, <laughs> and HBO and, and you get access. And let's call that. Cable. Uh, cable. <laughs> Won't that be great? You would have Hulu, Netflix, Peacock, Paramount. Yeah, all of them. Apple Plus. Throw in the Tubi and all that other. What a cable network that would be. Oh, man. And you know what? Now, I'm going to fuck you up with this one. <laughs> I'm really going to. You ready for this? Yeah. Is the audience ready for the? Uh, 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 give me the thunder. Hold on. Okay. Ready? My fingers are twisting. <laughs> okay, I got you. <laughs> Our news network would be Infowars.com. <laughs> There you go. Imagine that. Having Tucker Carlson. Their, their uh, own channel. Alex Jones. Oh, man. That Joe was... Rogan. Oh, yeah. All that on the cable. And you can flip through and have access Holy to Holy shit. I think we came up with a million. <laughs> and I sound like, uh, what's his name? Um, Ted Turner. No, 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 no. <laughs> I sound like this guy from... Yeah, baby. Yeah, what's his name? Um, uh, I'm not sure. The spy who loved the. Uh, how can I? Find uh, Austin Powers. Austin Powers. <laughs> that sounds like a million dollar idea. <laughs> One million dollars. <laughs> We're talking about billion dollar idea right here. <laughs> a little box with all those good channels. Our news network will have Alex Jones, Tucker Carlson, right. Joe Rogan. Um, what's this guy's name? The comedian that now he's doing good stuff. A Russell Brand. Russell Brand. <laughs> Imagine that. That would be interesting. That would be interesting. That will make money. <laughs> that will make money. And and what will make money is live sports. Yes. And and um, and then we'll have little programs like the pyramid dot com. Mm. You know, little programs you can tune in from <laughs> right. time to time. Right. 
and put that in a little box and let's call it cable what cable plus <laughs> i don't know what you would call it but my god that would be cable right re-plugged. now because you unplug cable cable replugged <laughs> right now cable is garbage oh man they both like I we're wrap this shit up. <laughs> but how many how many channels does cable have? Thousands. Google it. Okay, let's see. Cause there's a ghetto cable like that. You can go and buy a fire stick with every fucking thing under the sun. It'll cost you like a hundred bucks. Okay. Let's see. Uh, for basic cable, there's 20 channels, and expanded basic has 70 channels. But let's see, a premium. Basic, they want like 50 bucks. Get out of here. 40 channels, garbage. Let me see. Uh, uh, let me see. Uh. Let me pick one, uh, Xfinity. Uh, it says up to 185 channels with Xfinity. And most of them are garbage. <laughs> there used to be thousands, no? Uh, what about Time no, it's, Warner? Uh, it's always been like uh, like about 100 and, and a lot of times they had doubles of it, like doubles of the same channel. Let's see. How many channels this time? And then we had, cable? like, weird little, like, I remember the beginning of cable. They had, like, little local access where you could watch the Uncle Floyd show. <laughs> uh, I thought uh, Time Warner had at least a 1,000 channels. Time Warner had a 1,000 channels. Oh, yeah, they did. It would go into the thousands. All yeah, right. you're right. But that was counting all these sports channels. Like you had like hockey one, hockey two, hockey three, hockey four, and and it would like go on from there. If I'm correct, yeah. Uh, Well, it says here, based on this channel guide, going shout out to Keeper Home who has joined us on Instagram. Yeah. So looking at uh, Time Warner Cable, they have about 1,900 uh, channels. Most of them are garbage. And, and, and if you're getting down to the the last channels, you have Outrageous, Too Much for TV, 10, Gay on Demand, Manhandle <laughs> Premium, <laughs> Vivid TV, Playboy, Playboy on Demand, Real on Demand, Hustler. <laughs> and then you Hustler, on demand, Adult on though. Demand. Uh, They're not part of the package. Arabic, uh, Arabic TV, Russian... In the 1600s, India Star Gold and Asian TV. Oh, yeah, Japan my father TV. and my mom, they watched, like, these Dominican channels. <laughs> Phoenix Info News. So, yeah, they have about 1,900 channels. <sighs> but, yeah, I mean, cable is not what it used to be. And TLC, again, boy, have you fallen into the smut. They should call it <laughs> Smut Channel. <laughs> Now on the Smut Channel. SMT. <laughs> Cougars and their sons. I mean, 
That shit is twisted. That man. is in the same house. They that's, have that's they twisted. have to live with each other in the same house. That's just disgusting. I mean, how can you? How tr- can you be in the same? How can you trying to be like, you know, having sex with with some older women in this bedroom while next door your mother is with some other guy? Like, it, no, it's, it's just, smut. It's just disgusting. It's the now. It's just disgusting. Now, how do you segue from that from that headline? Well, I got from some smut TV to something serious. That's going to be a task. Well, well, what do we have next? Yo, well, I got something. So, so we're going to segue from cougars to this cougar. Uh, this person. Have you heard of this person called Christine Lagarde? No, I have not. So Christine Lagarde is a French politician and lawyer who served as president of the European Central Bank since 2019. Okay. Okay. So she is a very, uh, let me put a, a picture of her. Okay. So she is a, a very high ranking official. She's the president of the European Central Bank. Okay. Okay. So now, now that you know who she is, I have something here. Um, Should I brace myself? Well, this might be a good uh, Ask Ernesto segment because uh, I, I would like for you to see if you can snuff out what's going on here. But, All right, uh, give me the soundbite. This woman lay, uh, lays out uh, an interesting... Well, I'll let her explain it. You well, tell give me, me the soundbite I like. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Shall we play a game? Yes. <laughs> All right. Let's do it. <laughs> there we go. All right. So let's see. Both sets. All right. So she's in an interview here and she lays this thing out here. The things I'm really glad to see you, and I see you, uh, and I'm glad to see a smart, a smart woman at this position, and I think that you're pretty nice. <laughs> <laughs> that's I'm, well, I, I have a question I'm, about. I'm, I'm also a good um, user. Of, also, uh, so what is that? Sasha Baron Cohen of, doing a uh, voice? <laughs> so it's uh, President uh, Zelensky. That's Zelensky talking. Supposedly, yes. Introducing the electronic euro, as I know. Yeah. So, yeah. how can I? This got to um, be a parrot. How can switching to an electronic? <laughs> well, you picked it up right away. So this guy, right, is uh, prank calling this woman. Oh my god! Like the, the way the the Vasilong pranked um, Castro. <laughs> te escucho. <laughs> si, si, yo te escucho. <laughs> Quien habla? See, si, te escucho. Uh, well, <laughs> well the, the, this guy, he got he's trying to get her to to say things, and he got her to say something pretty explosive here. So, uh, listen with your third ear here. Wow! And remember, okay. she is the president of the European Central Bank, so she has a very she's important unaware that this is a a prank, a prank, and he's impersonating. Himself to be Zelensky. Zelensky. So she thinks she's talking to Zelensky right now. Tronic Yarrow, as I know. Yeah. So yeah. how can so my question 
I'm, I'm also good. And I think that you're pretty nice. Pause it, pause it, pause it, pause it. <laughs> Now, let's not blame her for, you know, let's not label her as like, uh, like a dummy for falling for this. Because let's be honest, Zelensky was a comedian. Right. So she probably's thinking, well, this is his shtick. It could be. Could be, but uh well, yeah, let's let's not label her as Descucho <laughs> as anything. Let's just listen with our third ear okay. and see what see what she could uh what is she saying here? Okay. <laughs> Things. I'm really glad to see you, and I see you, uh, and I'm glad to see a smart, a smart woman at this position, and I think that you're pretty nice. <laughs> That's I, I, I have a question about, I'm, I'm also good. You see how I transitioned from Milf Manor to, <laughs> he's hitting on this woman. <laughs> oh, good segue. Good segue. Um, user of uh, electronic money. So my question, uh, you're introducing the electronic euro, as I know. Yeah. So yeah. how can I, um, how can switching to an electronic currency help? Well, two things. Number one, it will be decided in October. So we are preparing the ground. We want to be ready. Um, we want to be trained, but it will not be decided until October 23. Mm -hmm. The reason I'm personally convinced that we have to move ahead is a situation like the one we are in now. We are dependent mm -hmm. on a supply of gas by a, a very unfriendly country. Mm -hmm. I don't want Europe to be dependent on an unfriendly country's currency. For instance, I don't know, you know, the Chinese currency, the Russian currency, the mm -hmm. whatever, mm -hmm. or dependent on a friendly currency, but which is activated by a private corporate entity like you know, Facebook or like uh, Google or anybody like that. I'm a user of Bitcoin too. So I had bought it uh, when it started and uh, I, I hope that uh, it also will work in through the special system. And uh, I know there are many protests in Europe uh, against uh, the electronic euro. Uh, mm -hmm. What is the reason? You know, it's, it's the beauty of Europe. It has different uh, positions. If you ask in Northern Europe, for instance, uh, in the Netherlands, they're quite happy to see the e-euro coming. If you ask a young German um, man, you'll say, yeah, fine. As I said, I don't want Meta, Google, or Amazon to suddenly come up with a currency that would take over the sovereignty of Europe. I don't want a foreign currency to become the currency of trading within Europe. So we have to be ready. No, the problem is they don't want to be controlled. Uh, they don't want to... Uh... Yeah, but you know what? You know what? Now we have in Europe this threshold. Above 1,000 euros, you cannot pay cash. If you do, you're on the grey market. So you take mm. your risk. You get caught, you are fined, or you go in jail. But, Whoa. you know... The, the... <laughs> you heard that, huh? We want that. <laughs> You know what? You know what? Now we have in Europe this threshold above 1,000 euros. You cannot pay cash. If you do, you're on the gray market. So you take your risk. You so when they is she saying replay this again? <laughs> okay. You know what? You know what? 
Now we have in Europe this threshold above 1,000 euros, you cannot pay cash. If you do, you're on the gray market. So you take your risk. You get caught, you are fined, or you go in jail. But So, this thing that she's about to introduce, or it's already evident, that if you are going to pay for something above $1,000, you cannot do it in cash. You cannot do it in cash. You have to do it electronically. Yep. Or else uh, you get fined or put in jail. It's breaking. the. Initially, what she's saying, if you pay for anything above $1,000 in cash, you're breaking the law. Yep. Oh. Yeah. Now, this was a joke. He was pranking her, but she ends up saying that has big implications. But she says it like as if I think it's already in place. I mean, the way she said it, listen to the way she. I don't want a foreign currency to become the currency of trading within Europe. So we have to be ready. No, the problem is they don't want to be controlled. Uh, they don't want to... Uh... Yeah, but you know what? You know what? Now we have in Europe this threshold above 1,000 euros. She says now we have in now, Europe. Now, listening with a third ear, mm. right? His question, even though he's pranking her, mm-hmm. was very poignant, which is... The, the the crux of the question is people don't want to be controlled. Yeah, but look at her face like, yeah, but like, she's like, as a matter, like, uh, as a matter of fact, like, you so. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, so. Yeah, exactly. You already have in place, you can't spend over $1,000 in cash. Right. Because if you do, you're breaking the law. Right. She's saying now that now it's not it's going to be introduced right, right now. now. There's a threshold, right? And with this whole collapsing of SVB Bank and these other banks, and how far away are we from this? So, but it, she says more here. If you want to hear it, okay, okay, let's so, let's, let's continue to dissect this because this is interesting. Because you cannot pay cash. Now we have in Europe this I can't see threshold. Her. Oh, hold on. And if they're doing it in Europe, pretty soon it's going to come Come over here. Yep. Above 1,000 euros, you cannot pay cash. If you do, you're on the gray market. So you take your risk. You get caught, you are fined, or you go in jail. But, you know, the, the, the digital euro is going to have a limited amount of control. There will be control. You're right. You're completely right. We are considering whether for very small amounts, you know, anything that is around 300, 400 euros, we could have a mechanism where there is zero control. But that could be dangerous. The terrorist attacks on France. So there will be some control. You know, we'll let you spend 300, $400. Some chump change you could spend. Yeah. Without control. Without control. But anything above that. There's control. There's control. Wow. Wow. Uh, back uh, 10 years ago were entirely financed by those very small anonymous credit cards that you can recharge in total anonymity. Mm-hmm. The, uh, you know that the um, uh, question is now. Now I think that it's a joke, like like a joke that the next um, uh, currency will be firewoods for Europe. 
will be what? Firewoods, firewoods. To hit, to hit the. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like a joke. It's like a joke from uh, Russian side. That well, they we... can get lost. <laughs> and my question is: Do you think that the policy uh, of previous authorities uh, with the IMF, I mean Poroshenko, led to a crisis? Because I got uh, many big, uh, many uh, terrible uh, situation in economics when I became a president. So because uh, he uh, probably has uh, stole some um, some loans for Ukraine for his interests, and uh, we forced it to raise the pensions and tariffs for a long time, and it, it led to the critical situation and Russia. Used it. Mm. You know, I think first of all, I think the IMF did the best that it could do to help and support Ukraine. Um, you know as well as I do that the country was not in perfect shape. Uh, you know as well as I do that there were some, some very strange characters who abused the situation, who had their own militias, who had their own system that certainly took advantage of what was. Um, so this is a a prank, but he's getting a lot out of this woman. I mean, this is not really Zelensky, but she's thinking she's talking to President Zelensky here. So she's giving out the t the tea here. Tried both by the IMF, by the United States, in order to help Ukraine. But, you know, you cannot rewrite history. And I think that at the time, the loan by the IMF, the program that was initiated, was necessary. And had it not happened would have been devastating for Ukraine. So was it 100% well implemented? Certainly not. Thank you, Madam President. Thank you very much. I'm really Thank happy you, to you. Thank you. Have Same a great here. day with your colleagues. You too. <laughs> so what yeah. I get from this is the element of control mm -hmm. and how much money you're going to allow to spend. Yeah. At a certain imagine if... if you wanted to sell your car, some guy has, you know, two grand cash, you're going to jail. Yeah. If you if you pay for a cash, if not, they're gonna know you sold that car for right. that amount of for that amount of money and you'll definitely be paying the taxes right. for that amount. Wow. That is interesting. Yeah, so So they're the, creeping the, this in. Okay, so the central bank digital currency. This uh, this has the big D all over it. Mm. Davos, Davos Group. Yep, and Davos Group is uh, coming out of where? Uh, Switzerland, Davos, Switzerland. Yep, yeah, and Europe. Yeah, where? And you know what's funny? Like, I was listening to my nemesis. Mm. Um. Everybody knows that my nemesis is Joe Joe Biden. <laughs> Joe Biden. I mean Joe. <laughs> Joe Madison, give me a pow pow. Oh yeah, that pow pow. Pow 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 pow. <laughs> no 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 no. <laughs> and guess what? <laughs> guess what guess who's one of our i'm on instagram right now right oh, okay guess who's one of my viewers uh, who? 
My mom. Oh, really? <laughs> Hi, mom. ¿Cómo estamos, doña? ¡Lo sabía! ¡Lo sabía que era otra pregunta! Tú nunca te quedas ahí, ¿no, verdad? Siempre con el dinero. Dinero, 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 And he very nonchalantly said something that perked my ears. Mm. He says that there was in a uh, an abandoned building in Detroit, mm-hmm. huge building, right? Mm-hmm. And it was abandoned for many years. And this group called the Davos Group. Went out to uh, Detroit and bought this landmark building and repurposed it for meetings and all this stuff. Like, now it's like this, they do everything under, like, everything under the sun. And Mm -hmm. he was, like, kind of applauding the Davos group. Huh. Really? Yeah, like. Mm, Maybe he was a, maybe that was a native ad. It could for, have been for, for them, or he's part. Yeah, I mean, Davos. maybe he's part of the Davos. You know, yeah. So, I mean, right now, is it a bad thing that the Davos Group is investing heavily in the United States? I don't know. I really don't know. But I mean, uh, they probably already are heavily invested here. Probably, yeah. I mean, they have a lot of. Um, uh, officials like that, the guy with the eye, uh, the eye patch, what's his name? Um, Dan Dan Crenshaw. Right, right. Yeah, he they got that guy and a bunch of other people uh, in there. What they call global leaders, young global leaders, uh, uh, foundation or whatever. But it like is. a lot of people don't know, you know what the Davos Group is all about. Let me uh, look up. Uh, the uh, Davos Group, uh, the guy that is in charge of that is Mr. Klaus Schwab. Um, the Ninja Turtle. Yeah. The Ninja Turtle. <laughs> and let's see. Uh, this guy. Let's see. Oh, no, the image is too small. Doesn't a guy like Klaus Schwab think that he's ever going to die? I mean, dude, you're like at death's door. (laughs) Leave it alone. (laughs) Live your life, dude. Between him and and, and George Soros, uh, this is Klaus Schwab. Yeah, look, he looks like a Ninja Turtle. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. So, um... He's the, the and, and you see the outfit that he's wearing is like yeah some like Klingon outfit. <laughs> um, so let me see, uh, Davos Young Global Leaders. Let's see, well, who who are some of the young global leaders in in the Davos? Let's see, all. Let's see. I mean, the Davos Group is like they're the ones spearheading the. New World Order, isn't it? Well, yeah, I guess. I mean, 
Well, if you listen to Ray Dalio's Changing World Order, you'll get to know, like, what the real New World Order is all about. And, you know, this is not the first time this happened. Uh, it's just the first time it's happened in our lifetime. Mm. You know, the, the New World Order, uh, well, world orders change. They shift from time to time. Well, at one point, England was the, the, the person on top. Another point, Netherlands was, you know, the person, the people on top with their stocks and market. And after World War II, we were the people on top. Um, but, you know, now the new world order is. I mean, if you go through it through time, I, mean, I, I would imagine Rome was a new world order. Right, exactly. You know, the and Mongols Spain. and the Spain and all that stuff. So, um, because I always equate, you know, well, yeah. I mean, I was going to say something, but I answered my own question. Which is? Which is world domination. Mm. But, if, a, but again, like, Rome was the ruler of almost all of the known world at the time. Right. So that's virtually world domination. Right. Yeah. And you can go down the line. Right. With, Who's the, the the person on the top, you know? And I think it's uh, the, the way he said it is that... um. And you can find if you want to if you're interested on in finding out more about the changing world order, you can always go to thepyramid.com. Yes, and check out the documentary. But uh, what it's saying is that the the world order is based on like the currency and global trade, right? So uh, what made Rome the reason this is fascinating. The reason Rome had to grow and expand constantly is because. They needed more uh, resources to, like, for, uh, I mean, Ray, Ray Dalio does a great job. He, he, he uh, explains it very well. But in, in, uh, in layman's terms and from my uh, memory, basically, you know, Rome needs to expand at a certain pace to keep up with its um, debts because, you know, they're buying goods and services from all these different places and they're uh, amassing debt, right? So in order for them to pay off these debts, they have to expand. While they expand, they get the 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 money or the 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 wealth from the land. That land pays their debts and then, you know, then they get their goods, which means that they get more debt and then they have to expand even more. That's how empires you know, fall. And this is what the problem is with the United that's States. That's how they expand, and that's also their downfall. That's also their downfall. That's the reason they're they, in reality, they're thieves. Yeah, and, and, and in a way, because basically what they're doing is robbing Peter to pay Paul, and they can't, they can't cover. So in order for them to, you know, uh, break even or, or in order for them to keep the people of the loan sharks at bay, you know, pay their minimum nut. They have to constantly keep growing. And this is what the United States is facing now. They're, they're um, trying to expand. And this is why we were in China and all over the world with our military. And we do global trade. But at the same time, the expansion, the, the empire cannot sustain the, the, the breadth of, of, of its, uh, of its uh, of its expansion, right? Of its territory, right? And 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 that once that point, once it reaches that point, then it that's when empires fall. Um, normally, it's an economic reason as opposed. So to- if we if, if we if we like, for example, right now, 
we have, you know, we're, we're pen, we're, we're like headed towards a depression, you know, with this, uh, um, what are the, I always forget the name of this freaking thing. Not that I forget it, it's that I, it's not on top of mind, but, uh, right now that it's what's high again, the, she was People understand. I just, I just explained. She was on top of mind, uh, uh, you know, and she was a top of mind. I need the brain boost, for Christ's sake. You've proved yourself. Why does everybody? Come, why is everything expensive now? Because what inflation? Inflation. This is gonna sound ridiculous. Forget that word. <laughs> so what I was gonna say is, during this inflation, right, mm-hmm. and our economic woes mm-hmm. right now, if we had the mentality of back then, we'd be expanding the empire, right, invading somewhere, taking over, and whatever resources and right and monies we get from that. It'll reduce the inflation in our country, right? But I mean, this is what we're doing with China. This is what we did with China. We were like, we don't want, uh, um, we don't want to pay the expense of Americans to do this. Let's so just let's sell sell our. We'll 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 ship over our production our production of, abroad, right, to cheaper Chinese workers, and we make a bigger profit. But yeah, but then that's, it might be a good idea on one side of the coin, but then the American people, they get fucked like Detroit, Detroit, we lose jobs, right? Then we got to go on the under. So it's a vicious machine. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, that, that documentary, the changing world order, it's very good. Ray Dahlia really did a great job with it. So, and he also has a book. Um, that you can find uh, a link to um, on thepyramid.com. Uh, and you can find it all with the documentary. But it's it's really good. Um, and it, it's just um, right now the economy and all this stuff is uh, we're in a very precarious time where things are things right now are not looking good. But apparently the, the world order has always been that the currency that they do trade in Right. Because let's say, you know, if you're India and you want to trade with uh, Bangladesh. Right. Right. What currency do you use? Bangladesh is like, fuck your money. And India is like, well, I don't want your money. Right. You know, because what is your money is worthless to me. I can't I can't go take Bangladesh money and and buy a property in in uh, America. Right. Right. It's worthless. It's worthless. Right. So that's where the world order comes in place because then they agree, okay, we'll use dollars, right? Right. We'll, we'll convert our Bangladeshian money to dollars and they'll convert their Indian money to dollars and then they'll do the exchange and then they'll exchange again back into their own currency, you know, right? So that's the purpose of a uh, new world order. So this current new world order is, that this is where like, we're facing now something that hasn't really ex- no one really alive has experienced in in their lifetime 
where the United States is not the world order. Right. We have been we've been accustomed to to being the, the top dog. Right. Having the dollar be the thing that everyone uses for the world trade. And it's China that's pushing more and more to have the the be the be the world uh reserve currency and therefore be the new world order. You know, having China be at the at the top. Right. And that's what they that's their stated goal. That's what they that's what they want. That's what they that's why they have this whole century of humiliation and that's what they teach these uh their citizens this thing so they, they can prepare themselves at this what they want to be on the top. You know, so and like we said, they playing the long game, so Yeah. They they're getting this slowly but surely. Yeah, so I have another uh, thing I wanted to talk to you about. Uh, I don't know. I, ever since I've been uh, watching these press briefings, there, I, uh, the more I watch, the more crazier. Because the last time we put we put anything on from uh, Karine Jean Pierre, she was mm-hmm. saying, "Oh, we're gonna um, lower the sentences for violent murders and right. rapists." And, uh, and she was talking about um, Washington. Yeah, DC and, and statehood and statehood and the 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 crime bill and stuff like that. Now in this report here, several things. I've, I've, oh, we have we um. I hate to interrupt you, uh, but B Quesada. I don't know if that's my sister or one of my nieces made a comment. You're mm. Babalongo. <laughs> it says the new world order is the antichrist. Mm. Well, I mean that's uh that's the conspiratorial uh mindset uh but uh I have to play this for the Bobolongo. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, if if it's who I think it is, it's a Bobolonga. Ah, Bobolonga. Bobolonga. <laughs> Well, um, welcome aboard. <laughs> ah, she said yes. Is your sister? Hi, sis. <laughs> Miss you. Um, yeah. So you're a sis. You're a bobolonga. <laughs> now let me explain to my sister what uh what are the tears. Oh, so you never. I never got to uh, uh, bring it up to you uh, with the tears of this whole thing. Okay, but let me just briefly explain okay. to my sister, so you she doesn't think I'm okay. making fun of her. <laughs> when you when you watch our show, right, and you're just watching what watching when <laughs> when you're just watching without commenting or without going to our website or purchasing some of our paramin vitamins which are very good for you and we also have coffee where's my coffee bag we also sell coffee um and then we all we have like some swag like some t-shirts and and some hoodies when you make these purchases it helps our show to continue to stay on the air so once you make that purchase from Bobo Longa, you become a Verduga. Mm. You know, if, well, you know, in Spanish, there's the male mm. and female. Mm-hmm. Um, you go from Bobo Longa to Verduga. And then 
there's different tiers. Right. And so now what, these these are just little fun things that we do on the show. So since you just joined our show, you're a Bobolonga. <laughs> and then once you achieve that, you know, that third eye, third ear, you become a Verduga. Mm-hmm. And then you start going up. The ranks. The ranks. And then do we have the fanfare? Yes, we do. Then then we can then we have some some ceremony that we give to our verdugas when they first reach their badge. And it'll be accompanied by this music right here. And that's our fanfare music when you reach your first badge. Now, you had some ideas. Yeah, so... Um, cause and sis, thank you for tuning into our show. <laughs> so we were uh, kicking around, like, how do we frame all, like, our, our uh, categories, right? Mm-hmm. And I was thinking maybe, like, military rankings, like, private or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I was listening to No Agenda, and I was like, ah, oh, it's, it's laid out for us. It's perfect. We can follow this, and it will be easy for us to follow. So um, we go by the Hollywood method, right? Mm, what's the Hollywood method? So when when you are a producer mm-hmm. or an executive producer or whatever, what those titles mean is that you put money into f- funding this movie. Right. You're invested. You're invested. Right. So like the, for example when you're an executive producer that means you have invested in the film. Right. So here's the the rankings in Hollywood, right? You have uh at the bottom of the totem pole you have the staff writer, which is our Bobo Longos, <laughs> and then you have the story editor, which is our Verdugo. No, so I would say the staff writer would be like our Wellepu. The Wellepu. You don't want to Sis, thank God you you you've already been online for over ten minutes. So yeah, you're not a a well pool, <laughs> a pus smell, a pus smell. You don't want to you don't want to do that. Now, when you stick around long enough, like you have so far, you become a bobolonga. You are a bobolonga. So. You're, uh, so the Hollywood hierarchy here, you have the staff writer, mm-hmm. which will be our Wellepus, and the story editor, which will be our Bobolonga. Then, then you move in the producer realm, and the producers are the Verdugos. The Verdugos. Right? So you have the co-producer. And why Verdugo? Because we chop off the heads of the serpents that feed us all these lies. Right. We want the truth, and the only way to get the truth is by being a verdugo and we chop the head of the serpent. <laughs> so then you have your co-producer, right? Mm-hmm. So that's your verdugo. Then you have producer, supervising producer, co-executive producer, executive producer, uh, which is any other non-showrunner, 
um, and the executive producer is the showrunner. So you have two. Ex- you could have uh, the showrunner and the like. Two executive producers would be like uh, uh, Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck. They do uh, a show, or whatever. They'll have their both if they funded it. Right. It'll be both their names will be executive producers. under one umbrella. Right. Okay. So the executive producer is the top uh, top dog. Um. So I would say that the the co-producer will be our Verdugo, and then you move up to the Freeman Verdugo. Right. right? And then from there, which will be like a producer, and then from there you have... Inquisitor. The Inquisitor, which is the supervising producer. And then the co-executive producer will be... The Oathbreaker. The Oathbreaker, and the executive producer will be the... We had the Inquisitor, the Earth. Oh, the Headsman. The Headsman, right. That's the guy who does, like, chop. Like, he really just, <laughs> you know, like, when you chop something, you, like, chop it halfway. Mm. But there's always that little bit yeah, that yeah, you got to, yeah. like, saw into it. <laughs> <laughs> I've never done, I've never dealt with that. But, yeah, I've seen Come it on, on movies. You, you, you've, uh. You've cut some meat before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, you yeah. Like chop. <laughs> like you take a pork chop and you're like, chop. But it doesn't go all the way through. So right. you got to like shimmy it <laughs> to the rest of the meat off. Right. That's the headsman. He's the guy who actually lops it off. <laughs> so the oath break. No, the you got the freeman, the inquisitor, the oath breaker. And the headsman. Mm-hmm. So the oath breaker almost chops right through, but you still got a bit of flesh there left. Mm. So here comes the headsman, and he takes you know that skinny long knife that the butchers have. Yeah, that lethal. That that thing is lethal. <laughs> they just come in, swap, <laughs> and there goes the head. Oh man! There's then now the serpent is gone, and what comes out. Of the body of the serpent is the truth. Mm-hmm. It begins to sprout like a tree. So, uh, did you see the art for uh, last week's episode? No, I haven't seen the visuals. Uh, so, the art. This is the art for the last week's episode. Ooh, yeah. that's kind of cool. And uh, something I've been, I, I was incorporating is you have. Um, Can you enlarge that? Let me see. Uh, hold on. Let's see. Fortunately, it doesn't get any bigger. I don't know why. Uh, wow, see. it's a shame you can't put it bigger because that looks like a nice piece of artwork there. Uh, let me see. I th- I think I have another way I can uh, show. Is that it. a G uh GPT um generated? Uh, no, no, no. I I I did that one myself. Uh, hold on here. Let me see. Uh, Chat GPT, by the way, is getting a lot of like, um, headlines. Oh yeah. So uh, this is. I mean, try to uh, blow it up. Oh yeah, this is cool. So you have. Uh, I'm trying to come up with a format here. I think I might. Uh. uh 
open this out and have match it to the website. You see how like it's pyramid podcast like yeah, that. Yeah, I might do that for the top, making it standard. The pyramid dot com on the bottom, making it you know, and then in the middle. Uh, last week's episode was the the anniversary episode. So yes. you have a lot of the fireworks. Our but one what, year anniversary, fortieth episode. And one thing I added here, I don't in. Um, uh, we had a top donor for the last episode, and that was Freeman Verdugo, Mr. Anthony. Ah. And I figured, you know, if you are a top donor, you're the executive. You know what? He's a Freeman now? He's a Freeman Verdugo. Play the fan. <laughs> for Mr. Anthony. We'll That's, put- this is for you, Anthony. <laughs> this fanfare is for you. And we'll go one more for Anthony. Give me a lightning bolt. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm um, getting my finger ready. And. <laughs> That's for you, Anthony. So for our top do- uh, top donors, our executive producers will do and that. And he purchased some Paramin vitamins, right? Uh, yes, he did. He purchased Thank some you, Paramin Anthony, vitamins. for your purchase. You're now a Freeman. That's right. And a for Freeman people, Verdugo. And for people listening to us through social media, you go to theparamid.com. That's T H E. P A R A M I D Paramid dot com and then you can see all our um past shows. Our little shop is there so you can buy your vitamins. That's right. And we also have little uh your little section, what do you call it? Um where you do your your little blog. Uh my Pablo Report. The Pablo Report. And you got I will be having library. I'll be having Ernesto's anomalies. And let me tell you, I had an Uber ride. And this guy, he, it was kind of a spooky ride because this guy told me a story. He just popped out of nowhere and told me, uh, Jesus or Ernesto. <laughs> Oops, there goes the government. There goes the government. I totally understand. I just, I just explained. She was on top of mind, uh, uh, you know, and she was a top of mind. All you have to do, all American mass media has to do, is to unplug their bananas from their ears, open up their eyes, and they can see it. They're black and white, clear as crystal. You stole fizzy lifting drinks. You bumped into the ceiling, which now has to be washed and sterilized, so you get nothing. (laughs) So for you hackers out there, my government slipped out. (laughs) But yes, the writer told me, uh, Ernesto, do you believe in the paranormal? And I was like, yes, because... And I'm glad my sister's on because my sister knows mm. of what we went through in that apartment. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. 202 Mott Street was a very <laughs> paranormal apartment. We, my God, 
It was crazy there. <laughs> and I remember being, and I was young there. I was like six years old, mm. and I still remember. But he goes on to tell me a compelling tale of the thing my wife fears the most, the shadow people. Oh, man, I can't wait to see this yes, story. Yes, the shadow people. On Ernesto's Anomalies. Ernesto's Anomalies. On thepyramid.com. Yeah, and then I'm also going to be writing about, believe it or not, I get a lot of paranormal stories on my Ubers. And mm. I have like a little um, collection of stories. So I will be telling, I'll be writing about the shadow people. I'll be writing about, remember I told you, the African drum gun? Mm -hmm. I'll be writing about that. About the Stonehenge mm. apartment building. And little tales that I've encountered along the way. Mm. So that's going to be my section. And then, you know, as time goes on, more compelling things, such as the Fox incident, which is absolutely true. This happened in my car. The Fox incident happened in my car. You know what the Fox incident is? Mm -mm. Ooh, you're going to enjoy this. Mm. Well, I can't wait. So Yeah, so. Get to it. <laughs> you make my section. All right. Make my section and show me how to get, you know, unless you want me to just write it and just zip it to you and you zip No, I'll it. show you how to get it in. Okay. Yeah, so um, so I, before we got down this uh, rabbit hole, let's. Uh... What the hell? Yo, the sign is real simple, B. It says wrap it up. Wrap that shit up, B. I don't think that's a good idea. Man, you want some too? You better wrap it up. So uh, we were talking about Corinne Jean Pierre mm -hmm. and um and her and her weird press conferences, right? Yeah. So I've been listening to these press conferences, and this. I mean, I just want to make a quick comment about these press conferences. Mm -hmm. I know or briefings, press briefings, press briefings. Yes. Um, I know that right now is, you know, Jean-Pierre mm -hmm. is, is the one, the press secretary. Mm -hmm. But primarily these press secretary secretaries. They really don't give out. I don't even know why they have these. <laughs> Any information? It's like <laughs> they ask the dumbest questions, and then you get, like, the answer that everybody knows. Mm. You figure you will ask the press secretary a question, and she's going to tell you something that you haven't heard before. <laughs> Isn't that the deal? That's just what you're supposed to think. Yeah. Right. I remember Sarah Huckabee when she was for Trump. Mm-hmm. Press secretary for Trump, they will ask her stuff, and she will answer about stuff we already knew. <laughs> What's the groundbreaking thing right. that these, you know, press secretaries? I don't know. You well, would figure one, you would hear like, "Whoa, did you hear what she said?" Like, "What? No, right. nothing." But that's what makes this this particular press because the other one, you know, she was uh, she wasn't that that much into the news. The the what was that other one's name? Um, before uh, Kareem Jean Pierre, uh, 
took over the helm. What was the other one? That redhead. Uh... Oh my! I forget her name. Oh man! I for, uh, yeah, I forgot her name, but um, I forget. Her. I remember she was like a snappy little. Yeah, yeah, I remember it was before Sarah Huckabee, and when Trump was in, he had an, a, a dude. I forget his name, but I, again, these press secretaries like. What information are, and you see reporters asking these questions, like expecting like some groundbreaking. Oh, Jen Psaki, yeah, yeah. Jen Psaki, yes, <laughs> that was a redhead, right? Yeah, yeah. You you expect like some groundbreaking news coming from the press secretary, right. but no. Nope. You got you get more. All right, this. so let's see what this 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 chick is gonna say. Yeah. Oh, I just said something unpolit politically incorrect. What? I said that chick. <laughs> Oop. Peep, 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 peep. <laughs> hey, hey, we're gonna get booted. Strike that from the record. Ready? Strike that. Ready? The record has been stricken. <laughs> We did, we did like uh, Men in Black. You look at this thing, psh, that's it. You don't remember no more. <laughs> right. So, um, yeah, the, this particular briefing, what what caught yeah, my just look at this right there. Psh, there we go. <laughs> yeah. Could you stay right here until yeah. like? <laughs> so, what what caught my attention with this one is that there's been because uh, you know how we say that reporters should band together and like. You know, if this guy's uh pressing the 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 press secretary in a question, that the next reporter back, like, no, what he said. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then have them all gang up, right? And, and, um, Mr. Joe Blow, what he said. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Joe Blow, see of it. What he said. Right, said, right, right. We want the answer. Are you going to give it to us or not? <laughs> right, exactly. Because yeah. that's, that's news now. Because there's something you don't want to talk yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so this guy. That's what they're there for. Exactly. So this reporter is bringing up something. He's frustrated with this woman. Frustrated. You're going to hear his frustration. You ready? All right, I'm ready. <laughs> All right. Look at all those reporters, like, they're waiting for this oh my gosh. breaking news. Hello. Hello. I wonder why so many people are here today. <laughs> yeah, right, you're right. You're here for me. Refer me. No, 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 no. Nope, that's not, we're not doing this. We're not doing this. We're not doing this. We're not doing this. You've been discriminating against me and discriminating against some people in the briefing. And I'm saying that this is the U.S., this is not China, this is not Russia. This is not Russia. Okay. What you are doing, you are making a monthly of the first amendment. It's been seven months. You've not called on me. You've not got my messages. I'm saying that that's not right. That's not right. Fun times. Welcome, guys. Welcome. Welcome to the press briefing Wow, she's totally dismissive. Yep. Play it again. <laughs> no, 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 you no, have to play it again. Play it right from the beginning. <laughs> you wanna, well, because he 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 comes on the, on the microphone later on, and you no, get to play, hear. Play it again from the very beginning, <laughs> okay. so you can see 
how she is dismissing him from the gap. From the gap. He doesn't even get the word out. Yeah, she already said, we're not doing this. Dude, listen to what he's got to say. Right. Oh, my gosh. Hello. 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 I wonder why so many people are here today. <laughs> yeah, right. You're right. You're here for me. Refer me. No, 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 no. No, that's not. We're not doing this. We're not doing this. We're not doing this. We're not doing this. You've been discriminating against me and discriminating against some people in the briefing room. And I'm saying that this is the U.S., this is not China, this is not Russia. This is not Russia. Okay. What you are doing, you are making a mockery of the first American. Pause it. Look at the people in the background. Look at their faces. Look at this, this guy. In the <laughs> this whole thing is such a, it's so hilarious because... Not only am I listening to the guy, right, uh-huh. and then her dismissing him, then I'm seeing the guy with the sign language like, <laughs> like this guy looks like Louis C.K. <laughs> Look at the sign language guy, like expressing expressing the reporter's dismay, like. <laughs> <laughs> Facial and everything. Yeah, everything. Like you can see the disgust. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, there. Uh, this is interesting because um, back here are all actors. I don't know what show they're in, but I, I think they're going to reveal it here. Oh, these are actual. Uh, yeah, these are actors, and uh, so this is interesting. What they're what? They're and doing. why are they there? Well, yeah, they're going to find. You're going to find out now. And, oh, hold on. Pause. 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 This is a breath. That's what I'm saying. What the hell? Who is this for? Who is this for? (laughs) That's why whoever invented the word that I'm about to say describing the news nailed it. Which is? When I say it, get the thunder ready. (laughs) Okay. Get that thunder ready. All right. And the word is, it's not news anymore. It's infotainment. (laughs) Infotainment. Infotainment, yes. (laughs) It's not news anymore. No. What is that cast back there? Yeah, what is that? We're we're discussing important... This is a... China and Russia are meeting together for what? Hopefully it's peace, but it could be a million and one things. You have trains getting derailed left and right. People are getting shot up in in the country. Uh, Syria bombing the embassy, the American embassy in Syria with Iranian weapons. And then we retaliate. By sending our own drone attack towards mm-hmm. them. And then we have a cast. Yeah. What is this? I mean, this was done uh, March 20th. As you see here, there's a March uh, uh, briefing. But March I 20th, believe, well, I today's believe. the 29th. So it was, what, m- Monday? Uh, la- uh, last week, Monday? Something like that. Okay. Could it could have been before the 
the Syria thing, but but nonetheless, I mean, there's 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 very important top things going on. I mean, we we hardly can condense it all in five hours, and then you're spending your your value time. Yeah, because let me tell you, when you're a press secretary. Time is of the premium, right? You got important shit to say, right? And this you're is... the you're the voice of the president right now. You're the actual speaker for the president, right? And we're wasting time with a cast of whatever yeah. show that is. So check this out. I'm saying that that's not right. That's not right. Fun times. Welcome, guys. Welcome, welcome to the press briefing room. Okay. Pause it. <laughs> This guy's frustrated, mm-hmm. right? Because he feels that he's being discriminated. Mm-hmm. He's been trying to ask us questions for weeks. Is that what he's saying? Right. For months. For months. Seven months. And instead of him, of her addressing his issue, she's like... Dismissing him dis- yet again. Dismissing him and then like, oh, hi, guys. Like, like Completely ignoring him. Yeah, come on. Come yeah. on. Yeah. I mean, uh, proving his point is what she's doing. Yeah, play play the rest. Are we ready? Are we going to behave? While many folks... Decorum, please. Look at the, look at the hand sign guy. <laughs> yes, I apologize. I apologize. Okay, while many... While many folks here in the U.S. are focused on March Madness or the World Baseball Classic, Go Team USA tomorrow night, by the way, we at the White House today are going to focus on another sport, which is soccer. Or football, as some of my guests might say. Pause. <laughs> Specifically, AFC Richmond. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. This is this is your White House right here. This is why Saudi Arabia is making fun of our president. That stupid show. <laughs> what show is it called? I, I don't even know the name of it, but the premise is some lady gets divorced. Mm-hmm. She inherits a soccer team. A I believe it's a British soccer team. And then she knows nothing about soccer and goes on to coach the soccer team. Supposedly, I haven't watched it, but the premise. Okay, so I found I found out here. It's uh, Ted Lasso's. Name Ted Lasso. That's the name of the show. It uh, looks like it's an Apple Plus TV yes, show. Yes, and it's coming to an end, I believe. It says, Ted Lasso is an American sports comedy drama television series developed by Jason Sudeikis, Bill Lawrence, and Brendan Hunt, and Joe Kelly, based on the character Sudeikis first portrayed in a series of promos for NBC's sports coverage of England's Premier League. The show follows Ted Lasso, an American college football coach who is hired to coach an English soccer team with the secret intention that his inexperience will lead it to failure, but whose folksy op optimistic leadership proves unexpectedly successful so it's about a a, a sports a sports team <laughs> it is but i think the 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 owner mm. of the team is a woman it says here uh 
Let's see. Is unexpectedly recruited to coach a fictional English Premier uh, League soccer team, AFC Richmond. Despite having no experience coaching soccer, the team's owner, Rebecca Welton, yep. Yeah. Hires Lasso, hoping he would fail as a means of exacting revenge on the team's previous owner. Which is her husband. Her unfaithful ex-husband. However, Ted's charm, personality, and humor begin to win over Rebecca, the team, and those who had been skeptical about his appointment. Now, now. What is is that? Is that like an analogy for Joe Biden? (laughs) The guy that they put in because they knew he would fail? (laughs) But my whole thing is... A press briefing is serious business, mm-hmm. right? You I have, thought it was ha- had something to do with, like, the president. Like, the show had something to do with a president. No, or, no, no. Like one of these Veep shows or no, something. All this is telling me is this is a the White House, right? Mm-hmm. I haven't seen this, this press briefing. <laughs> but now the White House... It's now plugging shows. Yeah, yes, exactly right. It's a native ad for the, right. for Ted Lasso. So we already have a venue. Cable. Yeah. <laughs> There's something called TMZ, right? Right. TMZ. Right. Entertainment. Right. The e Channel. Right. Right. We have several venues. Yeah. For news these organizations. Cl- for these clowns to go on. <laughs> right. Why do Not, you gotta go to a press briefing? Yeah, why are you why are you in the White House at all? I mean, I thought the show had something to do with the White House, maybe, because that would make sense, you know, if you're doing like, I don't know, like a Sasha Baron Cohen kind of like gotcha kind of show in the White House. Even or, even if it would have been that show with um, what's the name of that actress that does Elaine on Veep? Veep. Yeah, even, yeah. See, even if it was the Veep show. I can understand her being there almost, almost, but but even then, it's not it's, it's a not appropriate. It's, it's not appropriate, right? It's right. a press briefing. You know, we we got serious shit going on in the world, right? You got a guy from Uganda stating that if you're transgender, LGBT, it's against the law, and 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 can you can be, um. Given capital punishment if you're found guilty of being gay or LGBT. They can kill you over it. Oh, my God. They're finding uh, LGBT people in suitcases, chopped up in oh suitcases. Oh, God. Right? And, that, and then it's spreading over in, in, into several countries in Africa. Mm-hmm. Right? You got that. You got the war in, in Russia against Ukraine. You got the whole Chinese thing going on. Mm-hmm. You got a lot of Putin is moving nuclear weapons into Belarus. Right. Right. As we speak, you got all these train derailments. Not only the one that happened in Palestine, there's like a bunch. Yeah, of Yeah, several. And I have a report on that, too. And supposedly one of these. There was another bad one that happened. Oh, my God. We got that going. We got massive tornadoes sweeping across the Midwest, wiping out neighborhoods completely. And 
play the play that junk. <laughs> and then they're talking about some kind, some show Ted Lasso about sports. Who cares? <laughs> And I can neither confirm nor deny uh, the existence of the Believe ban banners that we're seeing around, that you all may be seeing around the White House complex today. It is an honor, it is truly an honor to have Coach Lasso here with us today. <laughs> On a serious note, though, because this is actually very serious for the reasons that they all, all hear, uh, Jason and his castmates, and there's a real message around mental health. And they are meeting with the president and the first lady, as you all know, this afternoon on this important topic. And as you know, the president has made mental health the centerpiece of his unity agenda. And I know that uh, see, Jason wants see. to share a few words. And so, Coach, let's see what they have to say on mental mental health. Here you go. Thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, uh, I, I truly did not know it was going to be this one when. Uh, on the way here, uh, <laughs> not until we're out here, uh, and and uh, so uh, thank you for taking an interest. Uh, and I know you're here for bigger reasons than us, but uh, I just want to say yes, that yes, on behalf of myself, uh, everyone here with me today, and the numerous other folks that that uh, it takes to make uh, our show Ted Lasso, it, it is sincerely an honor to visit the White House and to have the opportunity to speak to the President and to the First Lady about the importance of mental health. Um, so, like, no matter. Who you are, no matter where you live, no matter uh, who you voted for, we all probably, I assume, we all know someone who has, uh, or have been that someone ourselves, actually, that's struggled, that's felt isolated, that's felt anxious, that has felt alone, right? And it's actually one of the many things that, that uh, believe it or not, uh, that we all have in common as human beings, right? And so um, that means that we, it, it's something that we can all, you know, and should talk about with one another when we're feeling that way or when we, when we recognize that in someone feeling that way. Uh, so please, you know, we encourage everyone, and, and this is a big theme of the show, is like to check in with your, you know, your neighbor, your coworker, your friends, your family, uh, and, and ask how they're doing. And, and listen, sincerely. You know, I mean, you all ask questions for a living, but you also listen for a living. So, so he's saying to check in with others and listen, right? This is his message, right? Then we got Louis C.K. back there like, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it comes it, it's very and then interesting you got the hobo with a suit on the other side <laughs> so it, why i i mentioned this is because what's going to happen after this is is interesting because it, it contradicts the very message of why they even there in the first place. Oh, I was <laughs> I was about to vindicate them. I was I, I was about to give them a pass. Like they're discussing the, some. They, they they seem like uh like uh innocent bystanders in this, but something in this room. These people, like he said, he wasn't even aware that he was going to be at that podium until moments before. So. Uh, you're gonna see what's look at Jean Pierre, <laughs> <laughs> dreading, yeah, getting back on the mic, thinking about what she has to say. When she said, "I'm handing him," she ran from that yeah. mic like, <laughs> "You take that shit." So yeah, so he's saying to listen to each other, uh, to prevent, you know, mental disorder, right? With your, you know, your neighbor, your coworker, your friends, your family, uh, and, and ask how they're doing. And and listen, sincerely. You know, you, listen. you all ask questions for a living, but you also listen for a living. So, you know, who am I preaching to? The choir, that is. Okay. Um, Pause it. <laughs> mental health is a serious issue, right? Mm -hmm. 
Look at the girl, Batman. She just like, she, it's like, I feel like she's about to erupt and be like, <laughs> like she's holding it. Look at her. She's, she's holding it. And while, look, while it's easier said than done, I, I, we also have to know that we shouldn't be afraid to ask for help ourselves. And that, that does take a lot, especially when it's something that has such a, a negative stigma to it, such as mental health. And it, it doesn't need to be that way. And if you can ask for that help from a professional, fantastic. If it needs to be a loved one, equally as good in a lot of ways, because sometimes you just need to let that pressure, that, that pressure valve release. Uh, uh, the president is working on, and his, and his own team, although his team is real, our team is make-believe. Uh, I don't think I don't know that. Despite what the people at FIFA and EA will tell you, we are actually a make-believe team. But, uh, you know, they're working very hard to make sure that, the, that, you know, that option is available to as many Americans as possible. Uh, now, look, I know in this town uh, a lot of folks don't always agree. Right. Uh, and, and don't always feel heard, seen, listened to. Yes. But I truly believe that it, we should all do our best to help take care of each other. That's that's my own personal belief. Dude, what are what you saying? We talk about in the editing room and everything. In Spit it out already. Uh, right. Just like, you know, we just want to emulate, you know, these make believe folks that we all play at AFC Richmond and, and the way they take care of one, one another. That is the wish fulfillment of the show. Aside from me playing coach and these guys being professional footballers, you know, that's like, you know, that's 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 a big part of the show. Uh, now, I, the, I can't help but take this opportunity to take uh, at least one question. So, please, yeah. Ah, oh, wait, hold on here. What did he say? Mental health and to listen to one another. <laughs> He's taking uh, questions on what? <laughs> on mental health, I guess. Uh, how mentally retarded you have to be to listen to this? <laughs> Can can you do me a favor? <laughs> I know we're on a time schedule. We're on hour three, uh-huh. and we got we we soon gotta end the cast. But please rewind it so that we can hear one more time <laughs> why this dude. What is he up there for? <laughs> Just rewind it. Because uh, he didn't say anything. <laughs> well, that he because apparently the premise of the show is that he's this really nice, uh, great coach that unexpectedly you know made this team so great. So somehow they're equating, they're using that well, as a, to- as, a, as a way to like. M- they're using mental health as a way to market the show. You're telling me something that even you understand. <laughs> well, that's what they're doing. This is this exactly what they're doing. They're using a, a real situ- a real issue, mental health, which we just discussed earlier in the cast mm-hmm. about how serious the issue could be. And they're taking it and advertising a show about football. About soccer. Okay, but <laughs> he said we sat down with the president and we discussed what? How to listen to each other? <laughs> yes. Play it again, Sam. Sincerely an honor to visit the White House and to have the opportunity to speak to the president and to the first lady about the importance of mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, no matter 
who you are, no matter where you live, no matter uh, who you voted for, we all probably, I assume, we all know someone who has, uh, or have been that someone ourselves, actually, that's struggled, that's felt isolated, that's felt anxious, that has felt alone, right? And it's actually one of the many things that, that uh, believe it or not, uh, that we all have in common as human beings, right? And so um, that means that we it, it's something that we can all, you know, and should talk about with one another when we're feeling that way or when we, when we recognize that in someone feeling that way. Uh, so please, you know, we encourage everyone, and, and this is a big theme of the show is, like, to check in with your, you know, your neighbor, your coworker, your friends, your family, uh, and, and ask how they're doing. And, and listen, sincerely. You know, I mean, you all ask questions for a living, but you also listen for a living. So, Mr. Biden, we should just check in with our friends and family and, you know, <laughs> this is the conversation that, and listen to one another right <laughs> and what is Joe Biden doing <laughs> asking Kamala Harris what do you say <laughs> that's cool huh see that's So, you know, who am I preaching to? The choir, that is. Okay. Um, and look, and while look, while it's easier said than done, I, I, we also have to know that we shouldn't be afraid to ask for help ourselves. And that, that does take a lot, especially when it's something that has such a, a negative stigma to it, such as mental health. And it, it doesn't need to be that way. And if you can ask for that help from a professional, fantastic. If it needs to be a loved one, equally as good in a lot of ways. Because sometimes you just need to let that pressure, that, that pressure valve release. Uh, the president is working on, and his and his own team, although his team is real, our team is make-believe. Uh, I don't think I don't know that. Despite what the people at FIFA and EA will tell you, we are actually a make-believe team. But, uh, you know, they're working very hard to make sure that, the, that, you know, that option is available to as many Americans as possible. Uh, now, look, I know the option town, uh, the, 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 <laughs> the option is available to everybody. <laughs> to listen. To talk. listen. <laughs> and to talk to your neighbor <laughs> so they're gonna make sure your neighbor listens to you when they got their own fucking problems <laughs> oh man this is comical well i find like i get what he's trying to do yeah but it's just an it's just an ad it's just an ad for his his show but what i find what i find even more like infuriating and comical almost is what happens after because again he's you haven't heard but he's he's preaching to listen and to and to let now the other person now speak. Now, ain't that ironic? <laughs> the, sh the whole thing started with a guy <laughs> trying to get his word out. Right. <laughs> and she just snubbed him. <laughs> now he's saying, don't snub anybody. Right. Listen. Listen. Listen to your neighbor. Don't listen to what John Pierre just did. <laughs> right. Right. Don't, don't do we what could, she We could be more we together. We could be more than what she just did. If I would have been him, I was like, don't do what she did. <laughs> this guy has something to say. Right. He's frustrated. Right. What he should have said was, what was your question, sir? Hey, <laughs> ah, ah. Give me the thunder. <laughs> Whoa, you know, thanks. 
exactly. <laughs> That's what he should have said. But he's, I guess that was his, his way of, maybe that's what he was trying to do, but let's, let's hear it out a little bit. Folks don't always agree, right? Uh, and, and don't always feel heard, seen, listened to, yes? But I truly believe that it, we should all do our best to help take care of each other. That's, that's my own personal belief. I think that's something that everybody up here on stage believes in. That's, that's things we talk about in the writer's room, and we talk about in the editing room, and everything in between. Uh, and just like, you know, we just want to emulate, you know, these make-believe folks that we all play at AFC Richmond and, and the way they take care of one another. That is the wish fulfillment of the show, aside from me playing coach and these guys being professional footballers. You know, that's like, you know, that's, that's, that's a big part of the show. Uh, now, I, the, I can't help but take this opportunity to take uh, at least one question. So please, yeah. Ah, wait, hold on here. Decorum, right? That was the word we were using. Decorum. Uh, yes, Decorum. sir. Your face. Hi. Trent Crim. <laughs> Fake journalist. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, uh, Trent. Nice to see. You. How do you feel about Kansas City being one of the named hosting cities for the uh, 2026 World Cup? Ooh, here I was hoping for a softball. Okay. Um, you know what? I'm very excited. Truth, truth be told, yeah, Kansas City is going to be one of these teams. Uh, I mean, I love this town. What I am genuinely worried about is once we get all these folks from all over the world to come to Kansas City and see our city, eat our food, meet our people, you're going to have you know a lot of folks that won't want to move away. That's what I'm worried about. Uh, that's it for us. All right. Thank you very much. All right. See you guys. Thank you sincerely so much for having us. And, and just wait for it. Now just... on to uh, greener pastures. <laughs> He was literally there to advertise his show. That's basically what he was there for. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Excuse me? You don't have a little Joe Biden impression? Nah, I got the real one here now. No, I need fake teeth and, you know, and inject it with a lot more chutzpah to pull that off. Oh, boy. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay. I just got to say something before we start. I know some folks are probably going to leave the room. Um, Here we go. So you have a choice. No, you, you have a choice. You have a choice. Okay. And I'm saying that that's not right. This is not China. This is not Russia. This is the United ah! States. This is the White House. He's been seven months. I sent you seven months. You're the rest of us are here too, pal. He's been seven months. You guys have not done anything for me. If you have grievances, you should bring them to her later. I have done that. I have done that. All my emails have been ignored. And the press corps is tired of dealing with this. It didn't uh, make about you, Simon. understand that you get questioned all the time and you don't decide oh, what it is to sit here for eight months and be discriminated hey, against. You, understand that you're in the front row and you feel comfortable and you get questioned all the time. And there are people in the back who don't get any questions. Don't make assumptions about what the rest of us do. Mind your manners when you're in here. If you have a problem, you bring it up afterwards. But you are impinging on everybody in here who's only trying to do their job. Okay, Sorry. thank you. I'm saying that you shouldn't discriminate against some people because you don't agree with their question. You're offended by your you question. Point. Point. We all heard it. All right. Guys, as you all know, many of you know, this is the White House press briefing room, a historic room, a room that should have decorum, 
a room where folks should respect their colleagues and respect the guests that are here. And I understand that there's going to be give and take. That's the way the press briefing has gone for, for decades before me. And I will always, always respect that. But what I will not, what I will not appreciate is disrespecting your colleagues and disrespecting guests who are here to talk, who were here to talk about an incredibly important issue, which is mental health. And what has <laughs> just occurred this last 10, 15 minutes is unacceptable. It's it, it is unacceptable. So we're gonna. So we're either going to continue the briefing, or we can just end the briefing right here. Okay. Well then, let's go. Now for my next guest, my colleague John Kirby is joining me here today to talk about President Xi's visit to Moscow and take any questions that you may have. Again, another guest that should be respected in this room and allowed to take questions from the front and from the back. And so all that bullshit about listening <laughs> goes out the window. <laughs> she just doesn't want to answer his question. No, no. Now, my he's saying he was sitting there for eight months. He tried to reach out to her. He's being ignored. Her. He emailed her. He said, I emailed right. her. Right. He's like, what the hell do I have to do to get noticed here? Like, what am I doing here if I'm just warming up a seat? Like, I'm here to get some questions answered. And why can't she just say, okay, what's your question? Right. And why is everyone ganging up on this guy? See, because I think they're in cahoots. You got to listen with a third ear. What is his question? And this question, right, I suspect, now I'm breaking the four agreements here, mm. but I suspect that his question is important and he feels that there's favoritism. Mm-hmm. In that forum. Yeah. He's like, if you sit in the front, you get your questions answered. But if you're in the back, you don't get any of your questions. You don't answered. get chosen. Right. You don't get chosen. And, you know, I believe for eight months, he should have been called upon. Yeah. I mean, it looks like he's been there for, yeah, for, for a those while. Eight months. He wants this question. He's been answered. wanting to get this question now. He's and been he waiting. looks like he's, he might work for maybe for, uh, 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 a lower news uh, organization, a news, maybe a news organization for his country, and he he, right. he he might he might have something important to say. Right, you know, it, he sounds like maybe of African descent, like he maybe mm -hmm. from an African country. Right, maybe something's happening in his country important to him. Right, and he's there. Specifically, there to it, hear what they have to say about this. about yeah whatever problem he wants to present <laughs> right and they just snubbed him snubbed him and then and then getting um castigated by by another reporter right who is like reprimanding him right instead of yo dudes you guys are a unit right. you guys are reporters. He should have said, you know what? If I would have been there, I would have been, um, you know, Madam Secretary. Let's listen to what he's got to say. Right. And everybody there should have said, yes. We right. all want to know what he's got to say. Right. Now, 
the nature of the question is what I'm curious about. Mm. And I don't think we're ever going to find out. No. And then they, they come uh, a little bit longer here because this guy comes on. And the things Did they, they finally put him on? No, some other. They have another guy, uh, another guest come on. And he says more insane things. Uh, I'm, I mean, again, I don't know who the hell this is for. If the reporters can't get their questions out and you're having this ad, who is that ad for? Who's watching this <laughs> this this show? This Ted Lasso yeah. I mean, who has Apple Plus? I mean, my God, the rich. I mean, who's really got Apple? The rich. I mean, it, they, what, that comes up again? Well, no, some, it was, you'll see. There's some guy, he's, he's talking about something that's serious, but it, I, I was listening to it, and I was just like, I, I can't believe what, what I'm hearing. So, All right, let, I'm going to switch that's on my third ear. That's what we're going to continue eye. to do. Get Admiral. Admiral. Good afternoon, everybody. I can't see. I, I do. Thank you. I do have a, a, a few things to get through, and I promised Corrine I'd try to be as brief as I, I could. But there's a there's a lot going on, so just please bear with me, and then uh, be happy to take as many questions as uh, as time will allow. Today, I think you, as you all know, President Xi is visiting Russia to meet with President Putin. Now, you also probably know that China has already issued a 12 point plan for the conflict in Ukraine, which includes an essential an essential point. And that's respect for the sovereignty and territorial integrity of all countries. We encourage President Xi to advocate for this exact essential key point, which must include the withdrawal of Russian forces from sovereign Ukrainian territory consistent with the U.N. Charter. The entire world would like to see this war end, especially the Ukrainians themselves, who have put forward their own plan for a just peace, which draws again on these same U.N. principles. And let's remember, this war could actually end right now if Russia would, would withdraw its troops from the country. We hope the President Xi will press President Putin to cease bombing Ukrainian cities, hospitals, and schools, to halt the uh, war crimes and atrocities, uh, and to withdraw all his troops. But we are concerned that, instead, China will reiterate calls for a ceasefire that leaves Russian forces inside Ukraine's sovereign territory. Now, any ceasefire that does not address the removal of Russian forces from Ukraine would effectively ratify Russia's illegal conquests, enabling Russia to entrench its positions and then to restart the war at a more advantageous time for them. So uh, from what I gather, he wants for, or the United States, I guess we want, for China to tell Putin... To get your shit out of Ukraine. Yeah, because the whole thing is, what he's alluding to mm-hmm. is that he's he, he's trying to, like, I guess China's trying to be an intermediary mm-hmm. as far as uh, a peace uh, negotiator. negotiator. Right. So he's saying what Xi Jinping is saying, mm-hmm. let's do a ceasefire, right? Mm-hmm. Let's stop this war. And let everything stay as is. Right. So whatever Russia has annexed, wherever the troops are, they can stay there. And whatever is left over, it'll be Zelensky's. 
and we move on. Right. But the United States says, well, this guy is saying the admiral. Mm -hmm. He's saying the correct way to say it is for there to be a ceasefire and the removal of the Russian Russian troops altogether. Right. And all annexed territories return back to Ukraine. Right. Now, Putin is not going to do that. Exactly. Putin is going to want to keep what he's annexed already. So, from what I'm gathering, it's like, they, yes, uh, they're all for the end of the war, but on United States terms, and if more people have to die because China's trying to stop death with a ceasefire, right? If more people have to die, then so be it. For for the complete removal. Right. If more Ukrainians have to die in order for Russia to get kicked out of Ukraine, then so be it. Because the hell with a ceasefire. We're not going to accept that. But what are we... Like, we're not the ones dying here. Yeah, we're just... <laughs> we're the ones... So we want... It seems to me like it's, it's like we want World War Three to happen. It's like we want, because we know Russia's not going to back down. Right, but this is like a, a power move. They want to they wanna get the ceasefire and the complete removal right. of Russian troops. Right, so they're and, trying to get China, which is our adversary, which we've been blocking them with the, with the chips and all that. The, uh, the, what do you call those? Um, uh, the art... Uh, art- the, those uh, chips that they make in Taiwan, the semiconductors. The semiconductors. We're blocking them from having access to our semiconductors, and we're doing all these things and and and, and shooting down their Chinese balloons and all these things, right? Antagonizing, doing war games in the in the Chinese Sea, right, in the Pacific Rim, and we're 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 thinking. That the Chinese will listen to us on this issue? I mean, I think... Because I, China already broke a piece with uh, Iran, and I think it was uh, Iran and Iraq. They were doing... They were like... Wasn't it Iran... Iran and Saudi? In Saudi Arabia? Uh Oh, maybe you're right. Yeah, yeah. Let me check here. Look. Let's be honest. Xi Jinping is not going to do anything that the Americans tell him to do. Right. Xi Jinping's idea is, I want to see what I can do. Yeah, Saudi Arabia and Iran. Yeah, so Xi Jinping is there to say, I'm not listening to you guys. I'm here with my own ideas. Right. You know, because I want to get the credit. Right. I want to solve. Right, the he wants to, solve, and they're they're saying no. You solve the problem the way we, we want you. No, it's not the way we wanted it to work. Right, you know they, they and then it's like so. Then the what Americans they want. are so slick. They're so they even so that they and and this is this is what they're aiming for mm. because I believe the Americans had nothing to do with China going to Russia 
and trying to broker. It's right. not like the U.S. said, oh, China, can you? Yeah, yeah, no. No. Yeah. China got there. And they he China and Putin are talking. Mm-hmm. China said, look, let me see what I can do. Let me see if I can bridge the gap. Right. Right? Now, the Americans are like, ooh, this guy's cooking something. Mm-hmm. Let let me interject my input in case they use it. Right. Mm-hmm. In case they use it. Mm-hmm. Remember, with a third eye, third ear. What do the Americans want? The Americans, it seems to me they want a, a world war. It seems like to me that, I mean, uh, there was a, I forgot where I heard this from, actually. Um, but I was here, I think it was from that uh, uh, interview with that woman, actually. Uh, the secretary, uh, the president, uh, Christine Lagarde, she was saying something that, um, that, what wins wars is if you have a bigger gun, then you win. Well, this is where I'm. This is where I'm going with so, this. Well, well, the reason I I bring that up is because of the what I was saying or what I was thinking on it is that I think that America right now is in a precarious position. We're weakened, and what we need is to show that we got the bigger gun, dude, and we we need an excuse to use it because. Right now, if we just start using our weapons... Yeah, but all, okay, what you're saying has some merit to it. But all this chatter mm-hmm. has one agenda and is fueled by one very important thing. And what is that? Think about it. Money. <laughs> Power. You're getting there. Mm. There's something important. It's something pending that's about to happen. An election. Exactly. So, here comes China trying to broker this peace. Mm -hmm. The Americans say, even if there's 1% that whatever Xi Jinping is going to say works, Mm -hmm. We want we want our our our, our leg in there, <laughs> right, right, you know, right. so we can get credit, right, right, so that in case it happens, Biden can say, "Oh, we Biden, have- yeah, it was because of me. <laughs> it was because of me. There's nobody there. He has his hands up. It was because of me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thus cementing his um." Winning of the president, right, right, right. So these these Democrats are slick. Yeah, I mean they're slick. So the, here's my here's the thing that I'm not I'm, I'm not quite understanding is I think that uh, Biden or oh Biden or Biden is a, a a Chinese puppet, right? Because he was been getting money from China. Via his son. Mm-hmm. Oh. Ah, <laughs> I got caught. Well, yeah, that pow pow. Pow, 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 pow. No me hable. No me fucking hable. Coño. So, 
He's been getting Chinese money via his son, right? So I believe that he is under some control from China, right? There's some kind of control that he has. Um, and I th- that's why I think that they let this whole spy balloon go all the way across the United States because it makes no sense. You're going to blow down the spy balloon after it gets all the information. Like <laughs> now, now you see how you see how how things are. These why what you made a little parody of my dumb Republican. Right? <laughs> yeah. The Democrats nailed, nailed Donald Trump to the cross mm-hmm. that he was Putin's puppet. Mm-hmm. I'm watching you. <laughs> Putin's puppet. Right. He was Putin's lover. He was Putin's puppet. Right, right, right. He's, everything he does is all fueled by Putin mm-hmm. and Putin this. Putin has control. Now it turns out that Biden is almost under the same thing with China. With China. And the Republicans are not capitalizing on None this of thing. it. Capitalize on this thing. And it's crazy. So you have this guy who is um you know basically in my view a Chinese puppet, right? But then yet our position is adversarial against China. And I'm wondering, like, if if China is, like, secretly running the show here, why would they want us to be against them in this? Like, I'm... I'm cause I think I should, we should learn how to play this damn uh, game uh, Go. Against, because I, against them in this... In, in what sense? Because, like, right now, right, like, the Admiral is saying... That we want China to do things on our terms, right? But I think that China has more power in Washington than we think, right? If they're okay, so let me ask you this: If China had to choose, mm-hmm. right? Either Biden gets reelected or Trump wins the White House. Who would China choose? I think Trump. I think Trump. Why? 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 Because I'm thinking the Chinese perspective is like a 3D chess. Like they're they're doing the go, right? And what they want is chaos here so that they can swoop in and take control over us. See, you went, you went totally whoop, and you took a, the fork in the road that I wouldn't have taken. Oh, why? Because I believe if China had to choose mm. who wins the next election, mm-hmm. they would choose Biden. Why? Because I remember distinctly when Trump was in power, mm-hmm. he was like, no, China's not going to get a break on taxes. They tax us for everything that comes out of their country and everything we put into the country. Right. And we're giving them breaks. Mm-hmm. Fuck that. They're going to pay there. Now they're going to pay more. 
the what they should be paying. Mm-hmm. So Trump was nailing them. You know, right. Trump was doing sanctions on them. Mm-hmm. Trump and you know, but Trump, at the same Trump time, Trump took a nice stance against um, uh, China. Here comes O Biden, but then China China fought back against Trump because then China got him off of Twitter. China got him off of all these. I mean, I mean, he, precisely. He, so now his his ally, the guy who, like you said, is his pup, uh, Xi Jinping, puppet, mm-hmm. is Biden. Right. So they benefit if he gets reelected. Right, but I think I think the thing is the reason why I would I I would assume that they want Trump to to get elected is because they want I think they liked the fact that when Trump was elected it ripped us apart. I think I think what happened with when Trump got into to the office, I think social media cuz a lot of the um the news organizations were kicking themselves after Trump got elected. They were like, they felt responsible for putting him into the presidency, for giving him any airtime, for talking about him as much as they did. A lot of the news organizations felt responsible for putting him in there, right? And I, I think. Don't know. I- I- no, I, I've, I mean, I, that was like mainstream. I mean, I can find a clip, but. Uh, uh, that was no, mainstream. I get it, they, what you're they, saying. They felt responsible for putting him in there, and I think that the 3D chess of it all is they want us at each other's throats. And the reason why I'm saying this is because at the same time that Trump was in power, also rose. Okay, so let me ask TikTok. You. Okay, so let me ask you this: mm-hmm. Do you believe China had any hands? In skewing the election towards Biden. Yeah, yeah, of course. I think I think they want. I th- I think if you're gonna be uh, uh, conspiratorial with that, I think you're gonna look at it like George Soros. You know, George Soros funds both sides. He doesn't care. He just wants people fighting at each other. Right. So if you want people fighting at each other, you fund what? both Trump and Biden, and then you say. I just think that China could not control Trump. Mm. China cannot corral this guy. Yeah, hey, I think that's a that's a that's a big issue for them. And but it, I think at the same time, uh, they got more of what they wanted from Trump. Yeah, but check this out. Now the tides have turned. Mm. Now I think that if there's a massive turnout. Mm-hmm. Right, and all of a sudden, they do these this this whole counting of ballots that lasts four or five days, mm-hmm. right, fueling the fact that could they be stealing the election again? Mm-hmm. And then Biden wins, then the Trumpers gonna gonna get you know more energized, and en- they're gonna get energized. And they're gonna get upset, and another January sixth might yes, might occur. and possibly worse. But what would happen and if Trump gets into presidency? Do you think it will be if Trump gets into presidency? It all depends how he does it. 
If it's like if he just wins right out, mm-hmm. which there's a possibility he might, because the whole elephant in the room mm-hmm. is is Biden running again, right? And and he is apparently. That's a bonehead move. I mean, uh, it's not a bonehead move for the people uh, like like Obama, who's probably you mm-hmm. know with the sticks. Mm-hmm. But for the people, showing you that video, showing them that video that you just played, with him shaking imaginary people, mm-hmm. how. The rest of the world is viewing us. Not just the rest of the world. Saudi Arabia, which is like the, our our like very staunch ally. Yeah, they were they were our like uh, our key asset in, in the Middle East. They were our key asset in keeping the petrodollar. They were our key asset in, in in many things. So imagine if they're looking at if they are looking at us this way. Mm-hmm. Imagine how Iran is looking at us or China and China. You know, so I think China has a, a China rather a Biden president. Oh, Biden to be president. Well, my thinking is that I think China gets more power when we are more divided and we are more uh, at each other's throat. Yeah, the but reason why I say you're that you're playing is- Russian roulette because Trump is sharp. He is sharp, but again, China I think got and not more o- power. Not, not only is Trump sharp, but his base. And whoever is advising Trump, mm-hmm. you know, we want let those people want less government, and they're not gonna. I, I just think I just think that, I understand what you're saying. Chaos, control out of chaos, kind yeah. of a deal. But um, because I, I think uh, before uh, Trump's presidency. Right, it was unthinkable for you to be banned like the way we were or the way we are being banned on YouTube, like like uh, to the extent that we're being banned. It was unthinkable. I mean, you, it was a free for all on YouTube. I mean, I freaking learned about conspiracies from YouTube. I mean, that, that's a whole that's a whole uh, a genre of YouTuber in itself, right? Um, so when Trump comes into power. Then all of a sudden you have the banning of Alex Jones. You have the banning of Donald Trump. Then all of a sudden more people getting banned and silent yeah, saddle banning and and silencing. This and I all think, this, I, 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 you're equating this to to um to that China's involved in these bannings, mm-hmm. right? Well, they are. Yeah, but it's. It's fueled by our own politicians. Well, I don't know because you know you had um, when when the was, was Twitter a Chinese company? Uh no, I don't believe so. They banned, they banned uh, Trump. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. Mark Zuckerberg but I think, is not I a think Chinese it was, company. I don't think it was a Chinese company that, like like they're Chinese companies. I think there's Chinese actors or, or being influenced. Right, because China has been notorious and has been caught several times paying people off to get the results that they want. And then, you know, like, for example, they've been paying um, prof- uh, university professors and giving them money well, for different things. Well, and- you, you're, you're answering. You're, you are actually making my argument because mm-hmm. by way of the bannings mm-hmm. of Alex Jones, the bannings of Trump, mm-hmm. and ultimately the banning of conservatives, mm-hmm. right, paved the way for Biden getting into power. Right. That's what I'm saying. That's that's exactly what I'm saying. I'm saying that China so they, they, China wanted Trump there because that that's paving no, well, the way. China for, China wanted o Biden to win. Well, yeah, yeah, they wanted they o Biden were, to win because they knew that the the supporters. I in my if I'm playing like let's say I'm 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 playing in God mode, right, and I can control basically all the aspects. I'm thinking the best way to do it, right, is you can't just uh, um, divide. You got to in order for you to divide the country, right? You know, you have all these supporters, and you can clearly tell that there might be a landslide for Donald Trump. Well, what a great way to get them upset by by putting up a bunch of fake ballots, pumping up Mr. Biden, getting him in office to tick off Trump's base because you know they're going to protest. But what you, what you wanted for them to do was be like the dem- the Democrats and be like Antifa and, and riot and burn fucking churches and go crazy. They didn't do that. They had to incite that, get the FBI to bring people to go into the Capitol, make that the worst thing that ever happened in America, and then that slowly starts dividing us even more and more. I think that they are playing a, a a game on so many levels ahead of us because let's face it, America America is lost to China. They got everything. China got all of it. If we wanted to make stuff ourselves. We have to rebuild it, and we don't got we don't got the money to do it. We don't got the willpower. We don't have the infrastructure, the okay, government, so then- the politicians. We got nothing to get any of it done. While China has one guy with a dedicated purpose, with which we know Asians are very smart, especially Chinese people. They're very smart, and. While Trump was in president and everybody's like, yeah, this guy is great. Trump is doing good for us, you know, make America great again. But I think that the Chinese, the, the, the people playing these 3D chess games, they're like, great. We want this. We want this rhetoric, this, this nationalism, because they know that they can use that. And they have been they're using it to domestic terrorism and all these things they label us as as racists you know because we we don't want to take a covid or a google shot you know uh 
I think that having Trump be who he is is beneficial for what they want because what they want has been happening. We are becoming more like China. China is the one with the universal social credit score that listens in and has cameras every every street, everywhere. Where's Trump from? New York. Look at New York. Look how look how surveilled they are. Look yeah, how much that like China they've become. I don't know. <laughs> I don't I don't I think I think I think China has been cuz remember China's a I'm dictatorship. Not follow, I'm not following the thread. Because I sincerely believe the Chinese agenda is more achievable through the through the O'Biden administration than it is through the Trump administration. I believe the opposite. I believe Trump is the hair in the soup. Mm. I believe that Trump. Can- okay, so uh, this is a good. This is a good uh, segue into the one of the final clips here because we're getting near to the end of the cast. Um, so I have this clip um, about TikTok, right? Okay. Now, the banning of TikTok, right? Now, who do you think is for uh, banning of TikTok, Biden or Trump? Biden. Okay, you think Trump would be uh, against the banning of TikTok? Yes. Even though it's a Chinese... uh, Company. Company, yeah. Yes. Okay, why is that? Because I think in the Trump mentality, Trump will be like, okay, you want to ban TikTok? Mm -hmm. Okay. If you ban TikTok, then you're going to have to ban Facebook. Then you're gonna have to ban Instagram. Then you're gonna have to ban Snapchat. Then you're gonna have to ban everybody because mm. they're all basically doing the same shit. So if and 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 let's be honest, they're basically on. They're basically owned by Chinese. Mm. So why target one? Right? Why go against one, which is TikTok, and not? Do the same thing for everybody else. Well, that's the thing that that's which is interesting. You would think. I mean, I don't know. Maybe this is uh, fake news because you know the news organizations. It's hard to believe what they're saying these days. But they, they they're saying that it's Donald Trump that is the one pushing for TikTok to be banned. Well, that's in the, that's then. That's an interesting take. So, so, so let's look, listen what they got to say. So it says here, Donald Trump era ban on TikTok uh, dropped by Joe Biden. President Joe Biden has revoked an executive order for from his predecessor, Donald Trump, banning Chinese apps, TikTok and WeChat in the U.S. Um, and it says here, Donald Trump, this is Wikipedia, Donald Trump TikTok controversy it says here, in 2020, the U.S. government announced that it was considering banning the Chinese social media platform TikTok upon request from the U.S. President Donald Trump, who viewed the app as a national security threat. The result was that TikTok owner ByteDance was initially uh, planned on selling a small portion of TikTok to an American company, agreed to divest TikTok to prevent a ban in the United States. 
and in other countries where restrictions are also being considered due to privacy concerns, which themselves are more are mostly related to its ownership by a firm based in China. Now, this is me reading with a with a third eye and a third ear. So, this is an interesting thing that this is something an initiative by Trump, right? Right, but. This is the way the liberals might think about it. Mm. Ah, he wants to ban TikTok, the Chinese company. But maybe his agenda is to ban TikTok, mm-hmm. right? And then use the same reasons to ban TikTok. Then you can ban Twitter. And you can ban faith. Like it's a segue. Well, you see, that's the liberal. I mean, you would think that that would be the Democratic uh, response or whatever. Right. Um, I don't know if that's what they're saying, but they're they're because they're saying right they're, now what they're saying actually is is that he's being racist. That's that's their perspective. Against the Chinese. Against the Chinese. It's racist. It's a racist thing to uh, well of course they're gonna say that. That's what they use. That's the that's the that's the card that they want. Right. They want us divided. That's the card that that the liberals are gonna because now it's the Biden administration that wants to ban TikTok. Mm-hmm. So why isn't it racist now? That's a good question. So that's the thing. Like, uh, so there's initially- something. Some, you see how we're <laughs> we're, we're we're disagreeing, uh-huh. and your take on it, and my take on mm-hmm. it. There, there's a component that's, I'm, it's eluding me. Like, what's the issue with TikTok? Well. Uh, Mr. Something there. Mr. Tucker Carlson uh, has a, a, a good idea of what is going on with TikTok, and he did a nice little report here. All right, let's see what he got to say, because there's something that I'm missing. But uh, I, I don't know. I think I think they kind of want uh, Trump. I think Every Trump, day more than two. Uh, I think Trump was, a, uh, you know, uh like a gimme candy, you know, like, you know, a piece, a piece of people make them think that they're getting what they want. But in reality, we were losing more. Right. We thought with Trump, because our let's face it, if you go back, we had a non choice we, between Hillary Clinton, which was another uh, deep stater uh, person that, you know, we know is going to be lying straight to us anyway. And we have Trump who. At the very least, you know, we know that he is not part of the Washington establishment. And at least the very big uh, he's at the very least, he's like, you know, campaigning at the idea of draining the swamp, which, you know, most people are tired of of the politicians in in Washington. Right. So that's why we, we voted for Trump in right to drain the swamp. But is the swamp any any? less filled than it was when he was in pre- uh, the president? I don't think so. It's worse because now it went from being the deep state to the the puppet himself is now, you know, uh, Biden himself, you know? So, like, it's gone all the way up to the presidency where, like, you know, they can they can control 
you know, policy and what goes on and the narrative. So I think, I think with, with, uh, with Trump, they wanted him in there because it was like a fake, it was like, a like, like you get what you, what you like, what is it? You reap what you sow type moment. Like you think you're getting everything great, but in reality, we're using him to get our stuff that we want in. Yeah, he's the guy who's blocking everything. Right. So then so then when the Democrats come in power, they they use that. They use that as a as a as a mechanism to Well, let's see what this report what he has to say. Let me see his <laughs> this cuz I I'm still not getting the component. You're not getting it. No. Well, here we go. So TikTok um the banning of TikTok and uh Tucker Carlson said this will give the government terrifying power so let's see here every day more than two billion people use a social media app called tiktok many of them are young people under the age of 24 if you had kids you probably know already how tiktok works tiktok lets users upload short videos usually they're under 30 seconds what's interesting is that the content of these videos varies a lot depending upon what country you're in if you're in China, where TikTok is headquartered, you tend to get more educational content. But if you live in this country, you get an awful lot of filth and propaganda tailored for kids. I'm not guessing about this. We ran an experiment to prove it last summer. Watch. The TikTok that Chinese residents, children in China get to see, is very different from the one your kids are looking at here. Now, in China, where TikTok is known under a different name, videos like these are very common. Watch. You know what American kids, your kids are watching on TikTok? Stuff like this. Well, that's kind of weird. Can you see what's going on here? Well, China does. They run TikTok. And China knows if you want a productive society that extends beyond, say, next week, you teach your kids about hard work and creativity and personal responsibility, respect for authority. But if you want to destroy a society, you funnel a ton of garbage to kids about gender ideology and twerking. As the account Libs of TikTok has documented extensively, that's exactly what TikTok is doing here. There's a whole genre of videos of teachers boasting about indoctrinating kids. I have had multiple students come out to me, not just with their sexuality, but also with their gender identity. It's one of the reasons I think it's so important to be out and loud and proud. I teach my elementary school students about gender identity. Some people are girls, some are boys, some are both, some are neither. I might tell this kid, we do have a flag in the class that you can pledge your allegiance to. And he like looks around and he goes, oh, oh that one. 
So it goes without saying that net-net, as they say, TikTok is not a positive influence on American society. And right now, in response to criticism of TikTok, China's government and the company itself are doing the same thing they did when they responded to allegations of a lab leak in Wuhan. They're saying anyone who raises questions is a racist. <laughs> and they're doing that everywhere across the media. And they can because a lot of the news that you consume is paid for by TikTok. Politico, a completely, <laughs> completely ideologically corrupt organization in Northern Virginia, has a so-called playbook that is sponsored by TikTok every other week. CNN, meanwhile, just put his tech reporter on the air to inform you that criticizing TikTok opens up Chinese Americans to, quote, hate and violence. If you criticize TikTok, you're killing Asian people. So confronted with all this, you might support efforts in the Congress right now to ban TikTok altogether. And a lot of people do, not just on the right, but also on the left, which is kind of interesting. This is one of those weird moments where there's or appears to be some kind of bipartisan consensus. And that alone might want to make you pause for a second. If everyone in power is saying the same thing, is it really a good idea? Let's take a closer look. And again, this is not a defense of TikTok, merely an acknowledgement of what's actually happening in Washington right now. So one of the bills that would ban TikTok is being pushed, as we said, by senators in both parties. It's called the Restrict Act. Mark Warner of Virginia and John Thune of South Dakota, Democrat and Republican, introduced this legislation. Now, the bill is ostensibly about protecting American national security and ending, quote, foreign adversaries from interfering in our elections through apps like TikTok. Because, of course, election interference by Twitter and Facebook is no problem at all. But election interference from TikTok is totally unacceptable. Okay. But in reality, and you should know this if you're opposed to TikTok, as we are, this bill isn't really about banning TikTok. It's never about what they say it is. Instead, this bill would give enormous and terrifying new powers to the federal government to punish American citizens and regulate how they communicate with one another. For example, the bill would regulate, quote, certain transactions between persons in the United States and foreign adversaries. Now, what's a foreign adversary and who gets to decide? Oh, well, the Secretary of Commerce and the Department and the DNI, not the Congress, get to decide what foreign adversaries are. Well, that ought to trip a switch in your brain. And then the transactions with foreign adversaries would include, quote, any acquisition, importation, transfer, installation, dealing in or use of any information and communications technology product or service including ongoing activities such as mandated services, data transmission, software updates, repairs, or the provision of data hosting services. Well, that's pretty broad. Under this bill, if you engage in any of that with a so-called foreign adversary, as determined by, in this case, the Biden administration, that would allow the Secretary of Commerce, Gina Raimondo, and the Director of National Intelligence, Avril Haines, to decide whether you're acting in the, quote, interest of a foreign adversary. Again, that's another term that the executive branch, the Secretary of Commerce, gets to define without the interference of Congress. So if the Biden administration decides that you're doing this, then the Secretary of Commerce can then enforce, quote, any mitigation measure to address any risk arising from any covered transaction with any person or with respect to any property subject to the jurisdiction of the United States. Oh, these covered transactions can involve, quote, current, past or potential future transactions. And the mitigation member measures include, but are not limited to, throwing American citizens in prison for 20 years.
Think about that for a minute. So you would be allowing the executive branch, the Biden administration, to regulate speech on the Internet. And if you are somehow involved with a, quote, foreign adversary, or let's say you oppose the war against Russia, you go to prison for 20 years. So this isn't about banning TikTok. This is about introducing flat-out totalitarianism into our system. Now, just because TikTok is so unappealing, just because it's a creepy, low-IQ Chinese plot designed to make our kids trans, and it is, it, that does not mean that the people trying to ban TikTok have your interests in mind. Oh, it definitely doesn't, or America's. Keep in mind, these are exactly the same people who drained our strategic petroleum reserve and, in fact, promote China at every turn. Now they're telling you they're against China. They're not. This is not an effort to push back against China. It's part of a strategy to make America much more like China with the government in charge of what you read and see and with terrifying punitive powers at their fingertips. Now, we've see, seen it's, this- like, it's like they say that they're doing something that is supposedly benefiting or, you know, national security. You know, we, we're afraid of China. We're doing something to help the citizens for national security. But in, within the between the lines, and if you look into the bill, it's not about that at all. It's about putting stricter uh, uh, rules on American citizens and locking up American citizens. And it's all about American citizens. So, which what he says puts us more in line with China, right? So, I think this is this is what so the unfortunate more, thing is. More or less, is more or less what I'm saying. When you, what, what, what do you, in like, terms of in terms of that, Trump will be opposed to the to this bill against TikTok, but he's the one that put it up there. He's the one that started uh, the legislation, right? And then the, Biden the, picked it up, and yeah. But I think when Trump picked, when Trump put the legislation, it didn't have those clauses that this guy's talking maybe, about. Maybe, but I think I think it's like what you were saying before. Is like if if you ban one, then that gives them power to ban, and then that's a slippery slope because then you start banning everything. Right, it's and like that's exactly what he's saying. It's like for like I said before, you know, the LGBT community. I saw a lot of them, a lot of the LGB community, LGBT community, mm-hmm. really don't like Trump. Mm-hmm. So they were cheering when he got banned of all social media, mm-hmm. right? But then this is like legislation, this move to ban um, drag shows in Texas. I think it's in Texas. Mm-hmm. Look it up. Banning of drag shows. So that I can be um, accurate in what I'm saying. Tennessee? Ah, I thought it was in Texas. It's in Tennessee. Let me see. And put it up so that I can read what the, what it says. All right. It says here, drag show bans sweeping the U.S. are a chilling attack on free speech. Aha. Stop. Now, 
drag show ban sweeping the U.S. are a chilling attack on free speech. Mm-hmm. Now, let's rewind back. Isn't that the same thing for people getting banned off of TikTok, Facebook, and right, Instagram? Right, exactly, yeah. So, you cannot... You how do that that saying goes? You want you want the cake and you want to eat it too, something like that. Mm-hmm. And that's what's going on with with you know with 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 the American population is the division. Mm. Like for example, LGBT community, they have a very dislike of Trump. Mm-hmm. When he got banned off social media. Mm-hmm. They were celebrating, like, yeah, we hate this guy. He shouldn't be on mm-hmm. TikTok. We're glad that this happened to him. And they were cheering. Now the tides have turned. Now they're getting attacked. And now they're like, oh, what about my free speech? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, now, now, now they're attacking us on our, you know, uh, First Amendment. And our, our right to 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 speak freely. Mm-hmm. So, what I'm saying is, those people, especially the LGBT community, mm-hmm. that instead of celebrating the banning of Trump and the banning of anybody on social media, they should have been the first one to say to oppose that and say no, Trump shouldn't be banned. Anybody with a message should not be banned of any platform. As if they could do it to them, mm-hmm. they could do it to us. And lo and behold, now it's happening. Now they're crying. My freedoms are being infringed upon. Mm. So, you know, there's a saying that says, I don't I don't agree with your beliefs but I'll fight to the death to protect it. Right. So with that said this 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 report by Tucker Carlson really has uh his perspective mm the how subliminally they're dumbing down our society. Cause you would expect that the garbage you see on TikTok here in the US is the same garbage you're seeing in China. Mm-hmm. But it's not so. Right. Like for example, I showed you the other day, like a common thing that I'm always bumping into. Is women breastfeeding, showing their breasts. Mm. Is that happening in China? I doubt it. I doubt it. And all these twerking videos and all these lewd stuff on videos on TikTok. Mm -hmm. So the question is, we showed this video Mm -hmm. into our debate. Mm -hmm. Who would China choose? I think 
the Biden administration, I still stand with my stance, is China would choose Biden over Trump. Hmm. Because I think, I, I believe that China finds that this administration now more malleable to their agenda. Even though this administration wants to ban TikTok, but in reality it's not about banning TikTok. It's about us becoming more of a communist state. Mm. And this guy says it all the time. Um, not Howie Carr. What's his name? Um, Jesse Kelly, mm. which is this guy I listen to on Legacy Radio on on uh, what's the name of it? On five sixty, coming out of uh, New um, Western um, Western Massachusetts, mm -hmm. he says that the far left, the left is the. I always confuse these two. The left is the Democrats. The Democrats. The far left are leaning towards more of a communist state mm -hmm. than the far right. Right. And that's why I believe if China had to choose, they would choose the far left. The far left. Because they're more malleable. Mm. They're, they're not as uh, tenacious against China as would be the far right. I just think divide and conquer is the oldest and best strategy. And I think that's that's that that's they're still what dividing. Donald, that's what the uh, Donald Trump has. That's his. I think that's that what he still, did. I think they're still dividing and conquering. I by think Obama. Biden. Obama wasn't necessarily the best president uh, in terms of what he did while he was in office. There was a lot of killing that was done unnecessarily while he was in office. Um. But we were not fighting each other uh, so much with regards to, you know, uh, everyday mundane things like, are you a man or a woman? You know, we weren't fighting these things. But then Trump yeah, comes and paved the way for that. I don't know. I think I think Trump maybe he paved the way for that. But I think Trump was like uh, maybe like Obama may may have been the gasoline. But I think Obama, uh, Trump was the 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 spark that was like fueling them to use this. You know, like they were, you know, Trump was so polarizing that they were using this to like get people to fight with each other, and that's what the whole that's what his whole presidency was based on. Oh, racism and and you know you know, breaking the country apart and. Uh, white and black, and uh, if you're a, a Trump supporter, that means you're a white racist, and and, and this yeah, and but that. But this is what the media portrayed. And who owns the media? Well, yeah, the Chinese, but it's to bring him down. Well, yeah, but I, I, to I pave think the way for the one that they want us, right? Because that's what Trump says. They take they they get to him to get to us, right? They, right. They ban him to get to the rest of us, right? And he's the so, example, right? So they 
he, he was so polarizing that they used him as an example. He's the racist. He's the one that we don't want. He's the guy. He's the thus paving the way for the left to getting into power. Back back into power. Right? Back into power. But with not only back into power, but they come back into power with with emergency action, right? The Democrats come in with the pandemic going on, the George Floyd fly, uh, riots, the January Naturally. 6th. Yes. So they come into power with emergency action. Exactly what China wants. Exactly. And China's going to want to continue that for the next eight years. Mm-hmm. But so they want Biden to win again. And yes, it, I still stand that they want Biden to win. And then they'll use something to promote after Biden after Biden does his eight years. I don't know if there'll be a, it'll be a hard push to get Biden to be uh, in for another term. I mean, every, I mean uh, you, even you see, Saudi Arabia, you're falling into the trap, brother. You're falling into <laughs> why, the trap because you're thinking. This is the way the world sees us. This guy's a mummy up there and all this stuff. Mm. But underneath, the Democrats are are working. They're working the narrative that, that, yeah, he might lose. Yeah, he might lose. Yeah, maybe the public doesn't want Biden anymore. But that's, that's their strategy mm. so that the Republicans... And Trump base can be like, we remember how it happened last time. We where the last election, the blue wave is coming. Mm-hmm. I mean, the red wave is coming. Right. It's a red wave, red, red, red. And then the Republicans bought it. Yes, there's gonna be a red wave, a red wave. And did it come? Bam! You got a little thing there that says bam. <laughs> yeah. Uh, everybody's waiting for this red wave and then it didn't happen <laughs> why because even the republicans bought into it and they were like yeah we're gonna take this over yeah instead of sounding the alarm mm. and be like yo we might lose this mm. we might lose this shit let's get up we might lose this people we're in danger. Get up from your seat. Go out to vote. We are in danger. Well, I think there and might the be... same and the same thing. People, will, the 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 right is going to fall prey. We got this. This mummy in the office. We got this. We got this. And even if Trump is not the 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 candidate, may it might be DeSantis. You know, even then, if the Santas takes it, or oh, even more, oh, uh, Biden, Biden is gonna lose. Biden is gonna lose, while the, the the Democrats are being like, "Yo," and I hear, I hear, um, left uh, lefty radio, and they're like, every day, get people to vote. Get out there, ham bow. We're gonna lose this. Let's let's get up there. They're continuously mm. banging, banging. We cannot be 
I mean, we're saying I mean, we. I, but do you think you think the American public wants Biden in again? I think we're divided on that. Why would why would anybody want a I, dead man in? <laughs> <laughs> a office. telemetry? Yeah. Like, move your arm. Right. Move your arm. <laughs> move the other one. Yeah. We can yeah. have Bernie's. Yeah, with exactly. With glasses. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's, that's a good question. Because there's such hatred against Trump. People, there are people that would just vote for for Biden just for the simple fact that they can't stand Trump. But it, it's going to well, be Well, what has Biden done? I mean, outside of make things worse. He hasn't done He promised to bring the country together. Is the country a, a anywhere closer together than not at all. So, I mean, I mean, uh, I, I don't know. I just don't feel I just can't believe that he's they're going to allow him Yes, I said it. Allow him to run again. This guy doesn't know where he's at. Right. This, for Christ's sake, isn't there anybody else? Right. Isn't there anybody else? I mean. The warlock tells me this all. Robert, I'd rather Robert, Robert F. Kennedy. You know, he's an interesting and I, I believe better than, better than this. I believe, um, and I, I used to say, you know what? If if I could make an arrangement where um, I had a, I had a, a stand-in, a front man or front woman, and, and they had an earpiece in, and I was just in my basement in my sweats, mm-hmm. looking through the stuff, and then I could sort of deliver the lines, but somebody else was. <laughs> Uh, doing all the talking and ceremony, I, I'd be fine with that. <laughs> oh man, let me tell you, the warlock tells me all the time we got all these old has beens. In the Senate, in the House of Representatives, it's it's so embarrassing that when they were grilling Mark Zuckerberg, mm-hmm. they didn't know. Half the questions were ridiculous. Right. And the same thing happened when they were grilling the guy from TikTok. These people don't know what's going on. Yeah, they don't. They're not technically savvy. They're so out of touch. Yep. So they should tell you. Should tell our young people. Demand. Demand fresher. Crisper. Smart. Candidates. Why do we, why do we always, and like, you would figure when 2023 mm-hmm. is Donald Trump and 
Joe Biden all we've got? Right. I mean, what happened to all these great people? I mean, we have like, you know, I mean, there's, the, the thing is that all our smartest people don't want the job. Nobody wants to be president. All our greatest people don't want the job. They don't want to be that person. And I, I, I was thinking to myself, like, again, I, I've said this again on the cast, but I think it's I think it would be better off if being a president is something like uh like uh jury duty. Like it's uh, like you you get something in the mail, go on, you have to run for president. Great. I don't want to do this. <laughs> and then they parade you around and you have to do it. And if you don't do it, then you go to jail. Just like jury duty. If you don't, it's treason. You have, you have to do this. So then when they tell you in school that you could be a president one day, it's real. You can be a president one day and it could happen at any moment and you don't know when it's going to happen. So be prepared, motherfucker, because you're going to, you might have to run this country. And then, then that sense, you might actually want to pay attention to what's going on. I like that. <laughs> I like that. You know, like. But then how how reputable would the office be? You know, how if if the president right now is a puppet, mm -hmm. how much more of a puppet would it be if we if if you're forced into it? Well, I don't know. I I think I think it will be it'll be quite interesting. And then like you maybe you 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 choose like what uh you you have a cabinet or people that you want to choose around. Your you know? your 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 idea. And then you like you decide. Has, I, I like this person. Like like you you the president is basically the way I'm thinking of it is like like a schoolyard uh, playing like when you get in uh, playing uh, any game you know in, in recess right in in school right uh the team set apart you know you have one guy be the captain and the other guy is the captain and you're like all right I want this guy I want that guy I want this guy I want and then you decide what team you want you know what team you want to run the country you want this team you want that team forget about r remove republican democrat all that nonsense. Apparently, we didn't even start. The country didn't even start up with with parties. With, a, with parties, because they said I, I I was watching something, and the the forefathers didn't want parties here because they knew that parties existed in England, and that was only a mechanism to divide us, to divide and conquer. So eliminate the parties. No parties. It's just. What team you want? You want this team? You want that team? What team do you want to lead the country? And you know what? It's it's it'll it's an interesting, provocative idea. Because think of it like this: everybody has to register, right? And for every election, a lot of people, meaning a lot, like a, a section of mm -hmm. people. You get, you choose, let's say 100. Mm -hmm. Every state chooses 100 people or depending on the population. So it's sort of like the, the, 
what do you call it when um each state has a number when mm. it comes to elections what do you call that electoral college yeah like the electoral college depending on the population of the of the state that you're in mm. this is how many people you can choose mm-hmm. right and then or make it even better so that there is no electoral mm-hmm. make it every state chooses 50 people right mm. and out of those 50 people they're going to debate each other within the state mm-hmm. and you narrow it from 50 to 1 then they start then you start and this will be this will be like uh done within a year of the election mm-hmm. right so the so it'll start trickling towards the middle of the country mm-hmm. you know this state battles this state and whoever wins from there mm. then you start you know like like a playoff right you know and the continuously mm. condensing condensing this guy has better ideas than this guy right. and then one guy will continuously start winning and and before you know it you know west meets east in the middle and then by the time it gets to the very middle let's say we choose like ohio Mm-hmm. Once they reach Ohio, they will only be four. Mm. And then, and from there, we'll get the two candidates. Mm. And by that time, we've weeded out. And they should make it like you know what to to get the the public into it because everybody's. I mean, the whole damn learning channel is all reality TV. Why don't you stick a camera on the president? Follow that motherfucker everywhere he goes and what he does in the White House every second of his day. Why are you watching some Beverly housewife who gives a fuck, you know, what she does? I want to see what he does every day. Yeah, like a camera follows him. Right. But then (laughs) the problem would be, you know, national security. Mm. Well, yeah, that would be, but you know, they, they gotta be, they gotta be some, some different process, a different mechanism to get this done. Cause this two party system, we both, we just, it's we, filled with old. I mean, how old is Donald Trump already? He's like in his late seventies, almost 80. Yeah. Like, I mean, it, it's just, come on. Like you had your chance already. Right. You did your four years. Either you got, if you believe he got robbed, okay. And it's just like, I mean. You're done. Let's bring in some, like this Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Is he a Republican or a Democrat? He will be running Democrat. Really? Yeah, I believe so, yeah. No, I think he's Republican. No, I think he he said it. He will be running Democrat. Put it up. Because they're, they're. Listening to the Alex Jones show, and they were saying that it'll be a perfect match for Trump to choose him as his vice president. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Kennedy. Uh, it says here, Robert Kennedy told the crowd that he's considering a presidential run. 
I'm thinking about it. I passed the biggest hurdle, which is my wife has green lighted it. <laughs> Kennedy said uh, to cheers after a morning speech in, uh, at the New Hampshire Institute of Politics. Uh, let's see here. We can't ad- advance ourselves as people by leaving our poor brothers and sisters behind. Uh, let me see. Let's see. What is he? Uh, it included state Democratic part, uh, Party. So it says Kennedy is 69 and lives in Los Angeles. In addition to his work as an environmentalist, he had taught law school and has written numerous books. Among them are children's biography. Oh, he is Demo- He is Demo- Democrat. Yeah. So then, oh, okay. So yeah. So he'll be running for Democrat, I believe. Uh, it doesn't say that specifically. In so why this was article. Alex Jones saying that? Let's see. Because he's like Robert, he's he's crusading against the COVID vaccine. Yeah, the anti-vaxxer and the second eldest son of the former Senator Robert F. Kennedy, RFK Jr., uh, was up in New Hampshire recently to lay the groundwork for his Democratic presidential campaign. This is the Boston Herald. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know much about him and his stance. Oh, you got to listen to The Real Anthony Fauci, a book that he wrote. Oh, man. Crazy, 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 crazy. The stuff that because he's he's saying Anthony Fauci isn't the guy that you that, you know, he's saying like people are making him out to be like America's doctor and all that. This guy is a ruthless bureaucrat who has virtually no medical training and does nothing for the for the benefit. In fact, since he has been in control of America's health, our health has declined in a not in a like though you you know how like technology goes up in an exponential like curve. Right, our health has gone down in that same curve since Fauci has been in 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 control of America's health. So this, that's what this whole book that he sat down and wrote. Is so about. this is interesting because if he runs as a Democrat, he's going to challenge Biden. Yes. And then if you have a bite, uh, uh, a robber of Kennedy versus Trump, I don't know. I'm thinking I'm going for Mr. Kennedy over here. I don't know. I already like where he's going with this Vax thing. Mm. I might be going. And he's spent his lifetime suing, making a living suing uh, pharmaceutical companies, which is the the biggest now, enemy to now, America. Now, question now. This is. This is going to be uh, controversial, but mm. if he doesn't get the candidacy, right, the Democratic candidacy, and let's say Biden beats him out, mm-hmm. can you imagine Donald Trump say, okay, you didn't get to get in as a, 
as a candidate for the Democrat Party. Join the Republicans. Join the Republicans, and now you could be my vice president. I mean, it's possible. Because his stance, to me, he's more of a independent. Yeah. I mean, I think he, he thinks of himself as a Democrat because of the fact that he's more on the liberal stuff. He wants... He wants, you know, government to do certain things. He wants I wonder what's what's Robert F. Kennedy's stance on abortion. Mm, I'm not sure. Let's see. And we got folks are coming to the end of this podcast. And, yes. And whoa, I didn't realize the time. Yes, <laughs> we're going to solve one more question. And then we're going to go into our ultimate own. Yes. Robert F. Kennedy's. Junior. Stance on abortion. Stance on abortion. This will tell a lot where he's going. Mm. An open letter and a C. Huh. I didn't get nothing. Well, President Kangana provide a position. Did you get anything? Uh, got a lot of stuff on John F. Kennedy, but... Mm, Not on Junior. Mm, let me see. Mm, not sure. I don't think he's come out with that yet. This is this is going to be the telltale sign where he's because well, it says here under his Wikipedia says. Um, that uh, Robert Francis Kennedy Jr. is an American environmental lawyer and author known for promoting anti-vaccine propaganda and conspiracy theories. <laughs> Kennedy is a son of a U.S. Senator Robert F. Kennedy and a nephew of President John F. Kennedy. He helped found the nonprofit environmental group Waterkeeper Alliance in 1999 and has served as the president of its board uh, of its board. Kennedy has co-hosted Ring of Fire, a nationally syndicated radio program and written or edited 10 books, including two New York Times bestseller. Uh, so it doesn't really say much about his stance here. From 1986 to 2017, Kennedy was a senior attorney for the Natural Resources Defense Council, NRDC, a nonprofit or environmental organization. From 1984 to 2017, he was a board member and attorney for Hudson Riverkeeper. Yeah, so he's an environmentalist and... I don't know. And to, since 2005, he has promoted a, a scientifically discredited link between vaccines and autism, and is found. And is found. Wow. 
he is totally going against the grain. Oh yeah, of the liberals, and is the founder and chairman of the Children's Health Defense, an anti-vaccine, what they call propaganda group. So this might be a conservative Democrat. Yeah. Well, he's a he's a what the Democrats really uh, aspire to be. You know this anti-establishment. Uh, you know more for the people, uh, more help for the people type thing. I, at least that's what the Democrats say that they are for. Um, I would like to see this guy run. I want to start following this guy. Yeah, I think he might be a good um, candidate. But uh, the Children's Health Alliance, and this book, you have to listen to it. I have the audio book, uh, uh, Health Defense. Uh, You have to hear it because this is why, I I mean, I'm a father, um, and I have two kids reading this book and how the things that they've done I mean, how how AIDS was manipulated, how how they did like apparently Fauci, um, he manipulated the narrative of AIDS, targeted the gays, targeted, um, made it seem like it was incurable, was giving people AIDS, um, making uh, not giving them actual cures, making it worse. So and and according to there's a lot of the Fauci? Yeah. This guy's a national hero. Fauci. Our national hero Fauci. Yes. He did this. Yes. Shocking. Yes. Shock. Shock. Shocking. Well, yeah. Uh, what is it? Uh shame. 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 <laughs> shame. 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 Um, uh, but he, he, he also opened, um, uh, some, uh, let me see, children's health defense. Let's see if we can, let's see, just get a, a synopsis. The greatest crisis that America faces today is a chronic disease epidemic in America's children. So he mentioned something in this book that is very, um, is very concerning uh, that there's too many sick uh, children, there's known culprits, there's false narratives, the, the vaccine safety project. There was a, 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 a vaccine act of 1986 that was passed, which basically gave uh, pharmaceutical companies immunity from being sued for adverse uh, reactions, but it also uh, allows them to avoid um, regulation like um, standard trials and tests um, if it's listed as a childhood vaccine on the schedule. So the, the, the schedule of vaccines that are on for kids... Mm-hmm. They don't need this to be tested at the same scrutiny as other medications because they circumvent that 
scrutiny by being on the childhood uh, vaccine schedule. Sort of like how in, uh, the emergency action uh, that you know uh, was available because of uh, COVID, uh, el cuco. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because uh, of El Cuco, the, the pandemic hit, they, they uh, opened up emergency action, which allowed for the pharmaceutical companies to make the, the drug uh, as fast as possible so that they can pass out the, va- the vaccines, right? With little to test, little to no testing, because usually it takes like five to ten years just to have the data necessary right. to but they push that along, right? Well, they do that same thing when they have the vaccine on that schedule. They push the vaccine along without it going through the proper tests. To speed up. To speed up the process, and you can't sue them for it because they're on that schedule. So even though they they accelerate the production of this vaccine and it might have uh, detrimental side effects, they're exempt from being sued. Right. And whatever happens to your child, you can't do nothing about it. Can't do anything about it. Wow. And then here's a, the, uh, my personal experience is that mean already with the, uh, COVID vaccine, already seeing how they're using that, I'm a, a little hesitant on, on, on the others because I've been hearing that they're trying to uh, move that mRNA technology onto the other remaining vaccines. So I'm a little bit uh, uh, weary of that because obviously there's no long-term studies on the effects of mRNA because nobody's had these vaccines that are that are that for a long you know this is this hasn't been around for a long enough time to even have the data to, to right this hasn't been enough testing right and that's the problem with these vaccines so my personal um experience is that when i had my daughter and i questioned right first the doctor was like um how would you like for your child to get the vaccines They're usually um, parents like to get them all at once, right? Mm-hmm. And we were like, no. Uh, like my first reaction was, no. I'm not. To me, it doesn't make sense to get them all at once because if you're allergic to one, we don't know which one you're allergic to, right? The same thing we did with you. We we spaced it out, right? But what I find out is that when once I made that decision to space it out, right? So uh, they they schedule it. Okay, first the, you get the first shot, and they say, okay. So then uh, next week we'll we'll give the we'll administer the next shot, right? We go in, and the doctor's like, "Why are you here?" And we're like, "Oh, to get the next uh, dosage of the vaccine." They're like, "No, it's too soon." And I'm like, "Okay." So then they schedule it two weeks later. So now there's three weeks in between the shots, and I'm thinking, it's too soon. A week later, but you were willing to give all the doses in one shot the same day. And I'm trying to get the doctor to explain to me the logic. How is it too soon to get it a week later, but it's not too soon to get it in one shot? And then they didn't give me a good 
uh, an answer that made me feel comfortable. What did they say? Well, they didn't give me a really a good answer. They didn't say anything. They they didn't really see when when we were with you. We spaced it out, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like a week later. They were like, "Oh, you can get the shots all at once." This and that. We were like, "No, we don't want that." Right. So we gave you two shots, and then six months later, another two shots, and then. We spaced it out within six months' time, right? But that's what I wanted. But that's not what the the the, the doctors and nurses were trying to schedule. They're trying to get us in to go, you know, maybe the next the next week. And then we went the next week, found that out, and then they were like, "Okay, three weeks from now." And they, like I, that whole conversation that I had with them just made me like, "No, I don't want this." And then we changed pediatricians. I asked the pediatrician when's the next time she should be uh, getting her uh, shots. They're like, not until next year. But one one entity was wanting to give more vaccines, while this side is saying, no, you don't. She's fine. So that like, sounds like money to me. But that's it. That's exactly it. You know, these the, all these vaccines on the schedule, all are money makers for the pharmaceutical companies. And that's the thing that people don't get. And you know what? What he makes a connection to in the book is that as this Childhood Vaccine Act gets passed, you start seeing, this is his whole, um, this is his whole campaign, and they're uh, uh, labeling it propaganda. But what he's saying is that the minute they pass this, before I think it was before 1986, they had vaccines, but it was like you had two vaccines, and that was it. You were covered for life. You didn't need to continuously come in. Then the the 1986 Act comes in, the Childhood Vaccine Act of 1986 comes in, and they start adding more and more shots and more and more and more and more. So it went from being two shots to now closer to 23 different shots. When I was growing up, I remember looking at my immunization card, and one shot took care of a lot. Yeah. It took care of rubella, took care of um, um, polio, took care of... uh, um, tetanus. Mm-hmm. Uh, it took care of a lot. But unfortunately, folks, we're at the witching hour. And this is, we're getting ready for our ultimate all. And I'm, I'm going to be more, uh, how do I say, more pure, I guess, for lack of a better word. Um, more, um, how do I say this? More respectful to the ultimate ohm. Taking my hat off for this one. <laughs> and just for the for those that that are listening, I just wanted to just pull it up so that people don't think I'm I'm making this stuff up. I'm pulling it out of thin air. It says uh, here the Childhood Vaccine Injury Act of 1986 was passed by Congress in order to reduce liability and respond to public health concerns caused by a vaccine shortage. It's established 
It established a national vaccine program within the Department of Health and Human Services to direct vaccine research and development within the federal government, ensure the production and the procurement of supposedly safe and effective vaccines, direct distribution and use of vaccines, as well as coordinate governmental and non-governmental activities. So check it out, folks. And the book is The Real Anthony Fauci. By Robert F. Kennedy Jr.? Uh-huh. Interesting. Very, very good. Is it book. on audio? Yeah, I have the audio book. Um, is there uh, any way? Is it on YouTube? Uh, no. But this is what the book is. The Real Anthony Fauci, Bill Gates, Big Pharma, and the Global War on Democracy and Public Health. I like this guy already. It's a great book. So definitely check it out. And with that said, it's time for our final segment. Our ultimate. Turn off the light. Take a deep breath. And relax. This is not a cult or a religion. It's just ours. Okay, we're going to relax our breath. This is a meditation pose, lotus pose, whatever you want to call it. Don't be afraid of your own voice. You're in your house, make some sound, no one cares. You're basically massaging the central nervous system, which, trust me, Folks, we have reached the ending of our show, and we always end with a cleansing ohm. So we unpacked a lot of stuff today, which might give you anxiety, might get you worried, and possibly afraid. But let's cleanse ourselves from negative thoughts, negative energy and negative vibrations and let's attract happy thoughts good vibration and positive energy with this ultimate own deep breath until the next time and uh, uh, I wanted to also because uh, it's been a while and I think this is a perfect time to bring out Mr. Nostradamus and yes I generated a quatrain from him and uh, he says the year that the brothers of the lily come of age 
in the path of the hollow mountains. Quite otherwise will one interpret it. Thus, little by little, will the great ones be angered. Hmm. That's a whole program right there to unpack. The year that the brothers of the lily come of age. Brothers of the lily, I see that they're... In the path of the hollow mountains. Quite otherwise will one interpret it. Thus, little by little, will the great ones be angered. Wow. I mean, geez. To me, I'm, I'm getting... I'm getting China, Brothers of the Lily, China, the path of the hollow mountains. Quite otherwise. The path of the hollow mountains. From the, I'm thinking, you know, oh, uh, was it? How's it go? Um, oh, beautiful. From spacious skies, from amber ways of Spain. From purple mountains, majesties. I said Spain, grains. <laughs> majesties above the fruit, the hollow mountains. Quite otherwise, will one interpret it, right? The hollow mountains, but to me, a hollow mountain is a volcano. Hollow mountains, a volcano, but I'm also thinking bunkers. And, and what are the biggest bunkers that they have mm. in mountains? And what is uh, the most secure document uh, place on Earth? Iron Mountain. So, quite otherwise, will one interpret it? Like the TikTok, the banning of TikTok. You're thinking you're, yes, you know, against China. Um, and it's really against poor. yourself. Yeah. yeah. Thus, little by little, the, the great, great ones, will America, be- will be angered. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> well, interpret that as you will, folks. Again, folks, positive thoughts, positive energy, happiness, and love. Thank you for tuning in to the Paramed Podcast. You can always reach us at theparamed.com. Um, it's a kind of a fun website. You can email us through there. Oh, oh, and uh, we also we like to shout out our Bolongos. Yes, yes. So, uh, really quickly, just to see if there's any activity going on over our on our, our uh, Instagram. And wow, since uh, last week, we have nine new followers. Cool. Uh, let's see here. Let's see. Uh, where are they? So we got, here we go. Christine Farapo. If you go on to theparamid.com, you will be uh, and sign up to our Substack. You will be a Verdugo. But for now, you are a Bolongo. Bolongo. <laughs> Lucia Delova, you are a Bolongo. Raquel Cesarib, you are a Bolongo. Delria Jacom, 
Uh, you are a Bolongo. Lila Maria Bento. You are a Bolongo. Lou Bariso. You are a Bolongo. Nina Flora Cordoso. Cardoso. You are a Bolongo. Tania Pieri. You are a Bolongo. And Huga Hugo Albuquerque. Hugo Albuquerque. 2023. You are a Bolongo. And with that mean and oh oh and we have Mr. DJ Official 413. And you are a Bolongo. <laughs> he's a good friend of the cast. Mm. Uh, he's an artist as well. Um, so I just want to say I want to plug in my friend Ellington. Uh, you can see his stuff on SoundCloud. You look for uh, Ellie. Let me. See. Oh, I got off his uh, site, but you can go on SoundCloud and look for Ellington C. And his stuff is on there. Wow, four eighty-eight. We're almost breaking that five hundred barrier. Mister Ellington is a great house DJ. Go see what he's all about. He's come a long way. Um, I'm proud of him, or I'm proud of her. Um, uh, she's come a long way. <laughs> you know, um, her nickname is Ellie. Keep doing what you're doing. I see you moving up, and we're proud of you here at the Pyramid Podcast. And she's a Boba Longo. Actually... She's close. Bolongo. to She's close to being a Verdugo because she she commented twice. Mm. Well, all you have to do is sign up on our Substack. So just go to thepyramid.com. Ellie, to shake please. That Bolongo status. Ellie, please sign on, and <laughs> that way we can give you some fair. That's right. That's right. So, with that said, and uh, and I wanted to state this. You know, our motto. Mm-hmm. Is if the universe is infinite, and so, then so are the possibilities. But going through my old archives for the paranormal experience, uh-huh. I came up with our second uh, tagline, which I forgot all about it. And it's the paranormal is all around us. You just have to look closely oh wow that's a that's a new one yeah no it's not new this this mm-hmm. was our second model well new new to the to the cast yes and i was going through my archives and i was like oh my god i forgot about we used to say that all the time the paranormal is all around us you just have to look closely hmm so, folks, thank you for tuning in. I'm Ernesto Morado. And I am Pablo Morado. And just to end it with a bang, get that thunderbolt ready. <laughs> I'm getting my finger. <laughs> and until the next time. <laughs> but technically, you're the. <laughs> yeah, but my finger throws bolts from it. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.
And I also got the coin. <laughs> Again, thank you for tuning in. Thank you, everyone. Until next time. Thank you. Until next time. We really appreciate everyone. Same time, same channel. <laughs> and you know what? I think we should come up with a network. A network? Yes. <laughs> like I was watching, you know, Alex Jones, and he has, like, what is his network called? The InfoWars. The InfoWars Network. We got to come up with, we got the podcast, but pretty soon maybe we can recruit some people and they could put in some slots. Well, I don't know. I, I need a team. I, I hear that's, uh, that's a lot of people think of that. Um, but the problem with that is, uh, like, it's like, Amer- it's like, uh, empires. You get overstretched and it's, well, let's develop this further <laughs> before we go into networks. <laughs> yeah. Well, we don't want to go way of uh, the way of Rome. I mean, we just, we just still puppies. Right. Right. So we're still going through our ugly stage. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, we we appreciate everyone that uh, uh, showed up today. Um, remember, if you show up uh, live, you can always be on the cast, and we can talk to us live on the show. And coming soon, I'm working on this. We're gonna advertise our number. We're gonna see if I can get us a phone number. We, we're gonna answer them one by one for questions. You, you can ask us questions live on the mm. show so that's coming within the next few podcasts hopefully i can get the number that we got you guys can call in and upgrade yourself to verdugo status and with that said we appreciate you and if the universe is infinite then so are the possibilities we peace. love you all peace
stolen. He's an illegitimate president. He's an illegitimate president. You know, pretending to be president. Why do you think the president is going to such great lengths to essentially prove that he beat you? Because he didn't. One third of Clinton supporters say Trump election is not legitimate. I right. think he's an illegitimate president that didn't really win. You are absolutely right. You can run the best campaign. You can even become the nominee. And you can have the election stolen from you. The 2016 election was stolen. Got a nicer way to say that? Say Russia hacked the election. Russia hacked our election. Russia hacked our election. A little louder, please. Russia hacked our election. That was a 9-11 scale event. This was a kind of cyber 9-11. Yes, cyber 9-11. Yes. Russia hacked our election. Russia, you know, of course, hacked our election here. Half of Clinton's voters believe the conspiracy theory that Russia hacked election day votes. We know that they were into voting rolls. Actual interference with the elections themselves. We know it happened. Despite no credible evidence, 67% of Democrats believe Russia tampered with vote tallies. Hacking the U.S. election. Hacking the U.S. election. Russia hacked our election. The Russians hacked our election. Russia hacked our election. Russia hacked our election. Russia Russia hacking of our election. Hacking of our, of our election. Russia hacked our elections. Russia hacked our elections. Stolen.